actually make a start at this. <laughs> Alright, <clears throat> so uh, I literally just count it in as one, two, three, and welcome everyone um, to another episode of this week. Uh, I've got Kay. Uh, if, if you'd like to introduce yourself to, to everyone watching and listening uh, in their homes, cars, or wherever they are. Sure, yeah. Uh, like he said, my name is Kay. Um, I am the DM and host of Call Us Casters, which is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast about superheroes. Um, and I'm pretty excited to be here. Awesome. So <clears throat> to, to start with this, uh, you, as you said, you, you are the DM. For, uh, which is Dungeon Master for anyone who doesn't understand yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I'm lucky that I, I understand that much. Um, but uh, obviously, DMing means you, you don't you don't play as much, really, do you? You kind of, in a sense, you're not a character in the game more than you are just the god of the game, almost, aren't you, in, in the DM role? That's yeah, like I you're the architecture. Yeah, you're the architect of the story. Um, but you do play like the... Players have one character that they play usually, and then you play every other character in the whole world. So, so it's it's kind of like you get the joys of knowing you can never die. Yeah, <laughs> you're like they lose all their hard work if they play something wrong, but I play something wrong. It's okay. I'm back I'm as good. Gilgamesh yeah. two rolls later. So, yeah. <laughs> don't even know if Gilgamesh is a name, but it just sounds like it would be something from that world. <laughs> But um, so out of curiosity, like what 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 kind of got you into the whole Dungeons and Dragons, uh, like gaming tabletop universe? Yeah, uh, I was always into like fantasy stuff and superheroes and like a bunch of different things when I was a kid. Um, when I got older, I had trouble like making friends as like a 19, 20 year old. Um, and so I was seeking out anything I could and when i discovered dungeons and dragons and pathfinder which is another type of rpg game um i got a group and fell in love with it loved it so um i've been playing it for you know over 10 years now see like like we were saying earlier on it's one of those for me like would love to just not it's just not a yeah. british not a british game kind of thing that you see very commonly and i think it's awesome i love like the whole fantasy adventure type thing i think like what really got me kind of like i want to at some point be able to play D was like um skyrim like skyrim well the elder scrolls games in a general like right. you tell me that that's not just D D solo gaming by yourself kind of thing basically like, I, I i i when i get bored i still load up skyrim and i can spend like eight hours just rpging to whatever weird kind of like rule i've now set myself like i i did it before where i was like i'm gonna play a mage i'm not gonna even touch the main story i'm like i'm gonna have this like lost eye and i was like it's from a battle i'm like i'm gonna have this serious complex about like saving only certain types of people but i kind of like hate my own race so like every time i was asked by like a fellow nord would i help them i'm like no you racists and we just kind of like <laughs> off them and i was like i was just this criminal who would rob everyone in the end and i was like this has gone terribly i was like i thought i thought i could be a hero of the people here i am robbing them because i'm like i'm so hated amongst all the kingdoms every time i show up somewhere i die <laughs> and i was like and like i said that it's like i just i treat that like my D, &D kind of thing because without without much in the way of groups out here it's just so hard to be able to uh, actually play it <laughs> yeah i get that and like definitely you can always play online but 
the majority of players are from the U.S. And so, you know, the timing is really hard for anybody who's on, like, the European side of the world. Uh, it, it, like, well, it's like, I've got interviews lined up at random times, especially because of the size of the U.S. Like, for, for Europe, yeah. we only have a few time zones. It's nice and easy for us. Like, Europe, pretty much, if I'm, if I'm right, like, holds one time zone for itself. England then stays to Greenwich Mean Time, and... You know, it's one of those where it's like, we only have an hour's difference, but you and me are four hours at the moment. And I've got another interview with someone later on, and it's something like, we've got a seven-hour time difference between mm. us. Uh, it's just, I'm like, imagine, like, I, I used to have friends from L.A., but that was, like, back when I was only uh, 18, and I could afford to sleep two hours a night. and Yeah. Um, <laughs> still go to doing like a nine hour shift at work and i was like yeah yeah this is this is fine i can do two hours nine hours like 13 hours gaming but i can't 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 i can't now it's just too much like occasionally i'll send yeah. a message to one of the american friends of mine going with hope you're still uh still good <laughs> wherever you've <laughs> gotten to now but um so what what uh what what was it originally then for you was it just like uh a bit of basic uh, role-playing game and then you've decided to become a dm over time or like did you kind of get into the dming early on like um yeah i mean for a few years it was mostly role play for me just being a character um but you know eventually i think every player decides to try to be a dm whether they can or not that's up to them um but yeah i just decided to be a dm and i've always had stories in my head and stories that i've wanted to get out and so dming especially homebrew worlds, which are, you know, uh, worlds that you create that aren't made by uh, Wizards of the Coast who own D&D. Uh, when you put that out, you're putting a story out, and it's a collaborative story. And so it's just, it's really nice to be able to have people help you fill out an entire story, even if nobody hears it. It's still fun to tell that story with people. Yeah. See, this, I, I, I will say, um, I, I, I've played like a, is it called a one-shot? like yeah where you kind of just play like a quick the game yeah. will be over once you're done and all that and like i played like a hour-long one shot kind of once in my life um because uh i i was dating someone from from like uh further up the country and the university that they attended had a uh, creative writing course and their one of the teachers in creative writing was uh this guy called peter and he's he's awesome i actually attended the uni for a year he was he wasn't even one of my lecturers still my favorite lecturer somehow just because he was such a chill bloke and like he was just funny um but uh, i sat in on his lecture like two years before i attended because he's actually a um like he's one of the guys who writes for wizards of the uh wizards of the coast oh and he he does like he showed um he showed the class and it, it's insane like he shows like this huge like fifty thousand word brief for like this small game that he's got to build up yeah. for them i think at the time it was this game in like medieval manchester kind of settings or something where it's like you're on this floating city and in the it's like this old victor sorry victorian like uh mancunian city where like there's still street lights but magic and all that and i yeah. i found it fascinating and like he had the class do these um they had to do like a ten thousand word one shot and in that had to create all their monsters and their work was incredible my partner hated me because <laughs> i i essentially broke her game in five minutes because i sat there and like she's she's made it so you can't get off like this island and my response was 
she can think of everything but boy she didn't think you'd be like mental enough to skin all these dead bodies that have washed ashore build a basket and make a hot air balloon out of here with everything we've got <laughs> and like literally the the life of a gm the life of a dm is is people just trying to ruin your game <laughs> oh, i like i was there like i'm i was like doubled over crying because what had happened then was i had essentially triggered the entire game to to ignore the storyline of going to like kill a dragon and i had made it so that they they tried to skin all these like people they had um sanity and in doing this like something had happened like they had like lost a lot of their sanity from the gruesomeness mm. of having to skin so many corpses to not get off this island and um they went into like the town one of them was already had like a drinking problem finds like this little bar and hit his drinking his alcoholism goes insane they they end up being found by the mayor because you know they've they haven't found him yet even though they should have done that in two minutes and then they end up barricading the bar the alcoholics got the mayor like gun to his head like he's like i'm not leaving we're not going 40 minutes of just them drinking and she's like you know what the entire village stormed the bar they carry your ass out and they dump you by a bridge 300 miles through the woods they're like you're here now <laughs> like a nymph appears answer the riddle <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was just there like this is like he 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 watched and like he was laughing his entire time as well which i thought was just i was like it's good to know that uh there is no no way to do this game wrong i'm like i'm glad that these Pretty guys much. just completely ignored the entire thing and still you're like yeah oh, it was a successful game like welcome yeah. it's like welcome to what what people can do when they're allowed to use their imaginations <laughs> which i think is like a real shame as well with with like not a lot of tabletop gaming like D being so popular because like the problem is i'm like that's just so much imagination that no one's using anymore i'm like because you're so obsessed with watching like I, I said earlier on like i've been watching dimension 20 right and it's like they're they're brilliant and i love i love their their content but at the same time it's like i don't have to use my imagination they they've drawn it out they've like right. they've built these sets like they've got the characters like i just get the enjoyment of watching their creativity and it's like it's not the same as sitting down and actually taking part which i think at this point it feels like a lot of people are losing the, the want to use their imagination for for just the fun of fun of being creative like that yeah yeah um yeah because like it's such a easy thing to be creative with right you don't have to be able to write well you don't have to be able to sing you don't have to be able to do anything you can just be like hey i'm George and I'm a wizard and my thing is that I'm a 300 year old elf that lives in a tower and got my teapot stolen like you know it's it's something that you could do stupid but you can still have a lot of fun with it and have a lot of imagination yeah see that I, that's that's what always kind of like um what what kind of captured me with it was I thought it was always quite quite a fun thing and then there was a youtuber called Dan Plan who um I think he he suffered like a bit of a canceling and whatnot but um he he uh he made like a D, D type one shot episode type thing and i ended up watching like all 20 of his episodes of it or whatever it was and like i was just there like this is this is the best thing i've ever witnessed like just because i was there like i didn't realize that i could sit down and i could literally just be like i can just be psychotic for three hours and no yeah. <laughs> one can even sit there and stop me because it's like i can just look at you and be like no 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 this is how I wrote this character. He's broken. He's just here to kill people, make money, and go home. 
I'm like, you guys are expendable to him. You've got to accept it. Front lines. And like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, it, it just looks so much more fun. And it's like, I, I, I think it's, as you were saying earlier, it's, it's become more popular over the last couple of years, which I'm sure uh, we, can, we can all agree has probably got a big bit to do with something like Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Because that that show kind of has made being a being a nerd cool. <laughs> yeah. In the nicest way, I'll, I'll say it as it is. If you play the game, you, we all we all accept it. We're nerds. I I play video I'm a games. Nerd. I I I've gone to see League of Legend tournaments. Like sit there in a crowd of a thousand people to watch ten <laughs> people play video games on a jumbo screen. Even though they're live streaming it, I've travelled the world to watch people do that. I'm like I accept. <laughs> I'm a loser it's fine <laughs> like, i can get over this it's it had to be done i i enjoyed myself but i'm like but still a nerd at the end of the day aren't i <laughs> very true but yeah so i i don't I, I have to appreciate how nerdy culture is starting to build its way kind of up in the world as people uh seem to find a way to enjoy it more and we're seeming to make it a lot more cooler like uh you know i never would have imagined watching a show where kids play dungeons and dragons and you sit there going with yeah they're the cool kids of this TV show. Because yeah. <laughs> every time you've seen kids play Dungeons and Dragons in the TV show, you're like, wow. They are they are losers, these kids, aren't they? Like, they're sat yeah. in their mum's basement. <laughs> They've all got their wizard hats on. They're like, oh, roll a D14. <laughs> or even like, um, what's it? Big Bang Theory that kind of, I think, started the, 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 the transition to making it a mainstream, enjoyable kind of game. And it's still like, yeah, but you have to think. Big Bang Theory is just poking fun at nerds, nerds. <laughs> for doing yeah. nerd things and it's like but they, they they treat it in such a cool way and you're like you yeah of course you want to play the game it looks cool doesn't it it's like it's nerdy looks cool though <laughs> but yeah well know. it's it's crazy because like you think of dimension 20 or um critical role is a really big dungeons and dragons uh thing how they have millions of viewers no one, when I started playing D&D, no one would have imagined that anybody would be that into D&D, like that amount of people. It's it's wild how how much it's grown. I mean, it's awesome, but it's it's wild. You do have to sit there thinking, yeah, but like, you know, if I, back when I was in school, if I said, oh, well, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons tonight, like, two kids would have tried to beat me up, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been beaten up for saying, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, right. You for know, sure. and then, I mean, depending on for you, for like the Americans, I mean, depending on where you come from, some some people don't get beaten up; they just get looked at by the locals like they're Satan worshippers now because it's a devil's game, isn't it? Yeah. Which I mean, yep. I I do have to ask, playing games like that with the varied kind of like people that are around in America, like, do you do you get much much in the way of grief commonly if like you were if you were playing a D and D game and someone who's maybe a bit more on that that side of it's it's a Satan game it's evil don't play it black magic like do you do you ever have to deal with anything like that even on the online front uh personally i haven't but i do know people who have especially in areas um we have a place called the bible belt it's like a very religious area of the country um the and belt. yeah it spans like half of the country um it's what? <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh basically like a very christian part of the nation um it's it's a pretty big part uh spans probably like 10 states maybe um and basically it's just where a lot of people are very religious um and i know people who have 
grown up in those areas who have played D&D and they have gotten a lot of grief about, um, you know, maybe not necessarily the whole satanic panic from the 80s where it was, you know, you're you're worshipping the devil, but like you more of much, like... You buy this game for your kids, you're selling their souls, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's been a lot of like, I guess... This is immoral to do, so you shouldn't be doing it. This is bad because it's celebrating like demons and and the devil and stuff like that, um, which obviously is so dumb. You could play a, a Dungeons Dragons game and never talk about a devil or a demon at all. Like you don't have to do that, and even if you do, they're not anything like the biblical demon or Lucifer, you know. So yeah, that, ah. that, it's kind of a you know maybe maybe a few things have gotten gotten some inspiration from from the good book but yeah past that it's like the good book's got nothing to do with these guys it's like we yeah. might have we might have our devil but it's not it's not the the the, the, the golden child lucifer struck down from on high it's just right. the devil who who yeah. rules over like it's like hades it's kind of <laughs> yeah where do you want to draw your line on uh, which which underlord <laughs> i've i've chosen to replicate here for you like <laughs> so I mean, you said in like the messages prior to all this as well that like um, you 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 kind of think that this helps with the whole mental health side of of things for people. I I, I was just wondering how how you think that. Uh, so yeah, so um, with with playing any kind of game that is collaborative with people, um, especially when you're younger, when you are a kid or a teenager. Um, it can definitely teach you things like social skills, uh, cooperation, negotiation, uh, problem solving, because really you're in this world and you're talking to different people. And sure, all those different people are like five people instead of 200, but you're talking to all these different people and there are expectations of you to, you know, be kind to them or, uh, figure out what's going on with a mystery that's involving them or something like that. Um, and yeah, it just really helps with all of those kinds of skills and also creates bonds. You know, I, the group that I started with, um, I played with them for like six years and we're still friends. So it's, it's nice to have, you know, that easy way to bond with each other without all of the awkward silences. Cause you don't know what to talk about. So here I'll see them with like the friends that you, uh, that you've like bonded with over time do you guys still play like a game once a week once a month or a one shot once a year or in a blue moon or is it like all all grown up from it and it's a fond memory and we're still friends because we remember the good old days of sat around like the, the table and uh so they actually still play i moved away from them um i just recently moved back so i'm gonna start playing with them next week so yeah we oh. are still playing well, that's nice, isn't it? All these years, yeah. on, still, still being able to play with the same few friends. Yeah, See, for I, sure. I, I'd say I used to, I used to have that with things like League of Legends, but sadly, uh, me, me and one friend had a had a disagreement on something really <laughs> stupid, and the backlash that was created from that, my friendship group like split down the middle really Ooh. quickly. Like half took his side, half took my side, and I stood there saying, "I don't need anyone on my side, boys." I'm like, "I, I haven't got an issue with you talking to him," and they were like, "Yeah, but he's got an issue with us talking to you." So, out of the two of you, I was like, "Yeah, it's just fair enough." And like, I, I've tried. That happened what eight years ago, nearly now. I tried to make amends with him like twice in 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 the eight years, or in like the space of the first five. 
I gave up on that. I did, he, he, he still, for some reason, he hates me to this day. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, it's all over, like, the most minute of stuff. I was like, it's I, I'd known him as well the longest because this happened when we were 18. So I'd known him about 17 and a half years. He was only a month younger than me. We went to, like, everything mm. together growing up and all that. And then somehow this gaming stuff just ripped the friendship in half once uh, once it expanded us. But, I mean, I don't, I don't blame the gaming. I blame him for acting like a spoiled right. man child. <laughs> <laughs> but hey ho we're all we're all older now he still gives me glares if he ever sees me i just smile and wave at him like right <laughs> like it's been it's been nearly nine years if you still hate me one of us is one of us is in the wrong <laughs> it's like and it's not the one scowling from across a bar <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm lucky you know i we definitely had people who were in the group that were kicked out of the group because of stuff they were saying or doing or whatever um, was, that, but, was that like what they were saying within the group or was that like just them outside of the group were being problematic or well, like outside no, of the game or within the group like um you know they would try to do characters that were basically racist stereotypes or um you know joking a lot about and trying to act out in the game like sexual assault like stuff like that that's you know that's not bit, something bit. that you ever yeah yeah if you if you want to if you want to do that kind of stuff find find a group of weirdos who uh who yeah. are all game for playing a D game where you're just a bunch of uh pirates raping and plundering the uh the, the seven yeah. seas or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so a bit bit of bit, bit of animosity you can come at least from from D. sure yeah it's like a bit but bit head banging but yeah it's all all good in the end isn't it yeah yeah, I mean, don't play it like you. Don't play in the game. Blame the person being something, you know. Being something, something different to the rest <laughs> of us somehow. After yeah. All of it. You're like, yeah. You don't. You don't need to do that, do we? <laughs> See, I'd never. I'd never even think about that. But that's. Uh, I'll give it to some people. They have. They have the mind to think that that's how they want to play the game. And, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say they can't. It's their imagination. But it's an interesting choice of. Uh, yeah. How you want to use your imagination in it. It's one of those where it's like you almost feel like, Shall I be shall I warn someone about this? Shall yeah, I make yeah. a phone call going with just a heads up, just <laughs> in case. Like I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but keep Might an be. Eye. <laughs> just keep an eye. If he does it in twenty five years' time, I'm just saying, I'll warn you. <laughs> but no, that's that's alright then. So like um I, I can I can imagine within like the the realms of playing D and D and all that like it's not because as you were saying to me I, I'm hoping you're okay with me saying on here you identify as they them yeah yeah, yeah. non-binary yeah which is yeah non non-binary which is I I I've always said I, I'm happy for everyone to do whatever they want to they want to do as long as as long as they don't look at me and say I I have to then I'm happy to do it but I think the second I'm told I have to I'm like no i don't have to i do it because i'm polite enough to i'm like i'd like to be separated from the impolite i'm like we, we take note of the guys who don't actually respect you and i respect you enough to say you do whatever you want to do it doesn't affect me right. at the end of the day <laughs> so i'm i'm assuming though within the community like of D D, being that it is a bit more of a uh what what's the like nicest way of saying it is it like social outcasts i guess throughout the most part like these aren't these aren't the cool kids who are who are on like usually the baseball team or your football teams or out every every saturday night partying like these are the guys right. who 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 who's chat on skype when they get home and yeah. and like collect pokemon cards which i'm not going to judge i have a drawer full of pokemon cards <laughs> since since that craze returned i've been like well 
I do like them. They're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm assuming it's quite an accepting um, community of people that you, you you'd meet within the realm of uh, of like tabletop gaming. Yeah, it is for the most part. Um, that definitely has changed from when it like was started. Um, the guy that created D and D, Gary Gygax, uh, the whole D and D community is pretty much like mm, he wasn't a good guy. He created a great game, not a good guy. But um, is that is that like he's 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 publicly said a lot of? Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. know much about the about him obviously. So I'm assuming one of those publicly he has said something is yeah. not right, not okay, or whatever. And you're like, the the biggest thing he. <laughs> the biggest thing he has said is that women shouldn't play Dungeons and Dragons. It's not for them. It's only for men. Damn right as well. You know, like women can't. They can't imagine these kind of. They don't things. have imagination. They can't. No, no. They, 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 they have cookbooks. They can't even imagine what it looks <laughs> yeah. like. Hence why it's got all the pictures in it. Like, come on. Yeah. But that's 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 an incredible statement. To be fair, just yeah. Women. It's just not. Nope. It's not for you. You know, just. <laughs> You stick to the other stuff, you know. You you, you, you do your cross stitching. Let the men play D and D. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I think really, um, with with getting more into the mainstream, it's it's become a lot more inclusive with with different kinds of people. Um, you know, that it has become a lot more welcoming to a lot of different kinds of people. See, it's one of it's one of those. I would, like I said, with all with all the fact that it's like it's not like these are the, the mainstream cool kids who are usually playing it. You'd expect a lot more like kind of. I I I, I would say I was an outcast in secondary school. I didn't hang around. Yeah. I was I was I was fairly well known-ish. Like my younger brother for sure was much more popular than I was, but I hung around with the more weird kids. But like yeah. my my best friend was one of the most popular kids in like the year, and like we would hang out outside of school, but inside of school, even though we were friends and we'd hang out every so often, it was like, nah, I'm gonna go yeah. chill with like the weird dudes. Like they're they're just yeah. fun. I'm like in the nicest way. All the girls you're hanging out with, mate. Like yeah, they're 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 they're, they're pretty, but it's like that's no character to them. I'm like those dudes are hilarious. Like let's. I'm like you've got to hang out with the outcasts at some point. Like they're they're just brilliant. But sadly, uh, it never, never, never did come hang with with the outcasts. He didn't like them. We had like a three foot tall friend and things like that. And he was just like, oh, they're all a bit weird. And you're like, yeah, that's what what makes them so funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's for why sure. they're all brilliant characters, and uh, they they do all this weird stuff. I'm like, because you know, if you're all gonna judge them as weirdos anyway, it's like might as well enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which I think's like the big win, isn't it, for like the kids who get bullied for D and D? It's like, well. I'm gonna get bullied for it. I'm gonna go and enjoy the game at least. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can't. I can't sit here and cry that you think I'm a loser for 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 imagining dragons and saving princesses or whatever. It's like, it's a game. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, and I mean the thing is that there are collaborative video games that people love. You know, um, if you're playing like World of Warcraft or, uh, well, I guess that's not a good example because that is a nerd game. But that's uh, not even <laughs> I. Even I pass judgment on people. Like I have a friend who plays WoW still to this day. I love her with all my heart. She's like a little sister to me. But every time I see that she's playing WoW, I feel almost com like compelled to message her and say, "You are a loser, and like no <laughs> one will ever love you." And she's just like, it's just a video game. I'm like, it's more than the video game, though, isn't it? I'm like, you are you are playing World of Warcraft. 
and I'm like, I've done harbor any hatred, but as as a as a kid who played a lot of video games online, I just know to bully people when they play World of Warcraft. Still after For all sure. these years. <laughs> For but sure. Yeah. But I get I get what you mean by there are a lot of games that are extremely like collaborative to go and you can go and play with your friends online. Even even simple things just like you know Call, Call of Duty is a collaborative game online. Yeah. Just it, it tends to end with a lot more verbal abuse towards your friends in it than uh, than and support and kindness but you know True. sometimes you've just got to call him some some horrible horrible things to help your friend get get back in the zone for what he's trying to do yeah you know what i can't argue with that i mean i would i would find it quite entertaining if i was watching a d20 video at some point and you know brennan just breaks character and starts calling them the most abusive words like get your head in the goddamn game right there's a dragon you can't just do this just comes back in like, all right. <laughs> Lou Wilson going to Emily and being like, "You're being too good of a player. Stop it." I do, I do have to say as well. I quite appreciate because it's a lot of like, it, I, I would say that like Dungeons and Dragons obviously not skill based. Like it's mm-hmm. not a skill based game. You can't. You, you, I, I, I know how like the characters work in the sense of you, you, you build them with certain stats, and yeah, certain stats can increase over time a bit, and you can do all those things. But it's like for the most part you you are beholden to some die yeah but you've got to sit there and pray that one of your nine different dice is going to give you the best number for the situation yeah. and it Definitely. was like watching watching d20 i was watching um one and it's like i think what's it called uh oh, the name has now gone disadvantaged roll i think it was where, like, disadvantage have, yeah, yeah where you have to roll two die and you pick like mm-hmm. the lowest one and like the person who rolled it, it was like got a 20 and then a two and i was like yeah. that's I, I i was crying with laughter like that's just the worst luck i could humanly imagine <laughs> for a person playing D and being like i just wanna i just wanna slap them and it's like yeah well you rolled disadvantage you got a two <laughs> you've broken your nose falling into a wall it sucks but this is how life works for you now yep that's how it happens <laughs> but i mean as a, as a dm do you do you find it a uh, challenge to 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 try and like actually like dm a game or do you, do you think it's easy as can be oh no it's not easy i mean sure it can be easy if you don't feel like remembering any sort of details you've given any of your players ever but it's definitely a lot of work anybody can do it but it takes a lot of work because you're constantly adapting and trying to figure things out and especially like with roles right you you have this plan of something going um i just had an episode release for the podcast where i had this little like scene that i wanted to play out a very specific way and then it just went completely bonkers and and there's nothing i could do to change that and i still had to i had to move on i couldn't change anything uh so it's it's hard um but it's still a lot of fun um it's just a lot of work too See, I, I, I look at it and when I watch like people play it, I just look at the Dungeon Masters when you can see they're like, I've got this great, great thing planned. It's going to take you like 10 turns <laughs> to deal with it. Like, welcome to the masterpiece that we've spent six hours working towards. And then something goes terribly wrong. And it's like, it's like I always hear the jokes about how the bard will always just try to sleep with someone. Which yeah. <laughs> I always find quite like as someone who doesn't know much about D and D, I find it entertaining that the one thing I I'm sure I'm right on and can tell you about D and D without fail is like, well, if you play a bard, from my understanding is your aim is just to fuck everything. 
<laughs> and like, if you aren't fucking everything, you're kind of not doing your job. I know that people say bards sing. I'm like, it's not about the singing. It's about the dicking down. Like you've, you've got to see an ogre that's going to kill you and you've got a role to try and sleep with it. <laughs> That's certainly one way to play a bard, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's like all I ever see because I I used to have TikTok. I don't have it anymore, but like all I'd ever see if I ever got D and D like related things is just like the, the bard, bard has slept with someone again, and it's like, do you just play this game to? <laughs> or uh, I think my favorite one is like uh, I've been seeing recently is I've gotten a lot of shorts for this guy who does like Merlin and the Noble Knight. Mm. and i i don't know i can't remember the channel name but like the guy is just funny because all he ever does is like merlin walks up to him goes noble knight like i want to do this or whatever and he's he's like okay you can you can play you can play one game all right as long as you promise you're not going to look for any more milfs and things like that and he's like all right and he's like well <clears throat> he's like i ent he's like all right you enter the bar and he's like okay i roll perception check i want to see if there's any bewilla and stuff like that and he's like what's bewilla and he's like beautiful woman i'd like to make like i'd like to be affectionate with or whatever and you're just like i'm just there like see this is the thing is like how do you handle an individual who's willing to just kind of i'm like this is scripted i know but i'm like i know that if someone said to me you can do whatever you want i'd probably walk in and go with all right first things first i need to find the girl with a fattest ass in here where is she <laughs> i think that all depends on like what kind of game you're playing too because you know i've definitely played in games where um my character had a kid because two of the players hooked up on a night that we like got really drunk so like it totally happens for sure i was a cleric i wasn't a bard but how do you, how do you handle having a kid in that in a, in a game like that like what do you do do you know have to roll for the child as well or no no the child was an npc my dm took care of that oh, that's all right then <laughs> Yeah. Which is a shame. You should have been smart. You should have like added with a really powerful mage woman and being like, "This is my child. We're calling him Harry, all right? And he's going to vanquish the dark lord of this world." And <laughs> <laughs> just started riffing Harry Potter throughout the game just to really like just annoy your DM. Yeah, like, right. That's how I would play. Like my brain would be like, "All right, time to start riffing a TV show that will just like completely annoy <laughs> you for the next three hours." And it's like, and you've got to figure out how to handle this because I'm doing. Yeah. It. <laughs> like i'm doing it and like I, I will randomly say like movie quotes at you just for the fun of it <laughs> so i'll start using spells from the show if i get the opportunity just for the yeah right <laughs> the, you're the kind of player you would be you you would Chaos. like yeah you would start this like crazy thing going and then somehow for some reason everyone just decides to hop on that bandwagon and so the whole the whole campaign is just absolute chaos the whole time i i i've always said i think if i played it <clears throat> like if i ever like got the opportunity to properly play like i bought the uh i bought like the fifth edition starter kit and mm, have yeah. never really looked at it i looked through the manual a bit and then went i right, this this just all i'll, I'll be honest I, I, i'm stupid this all confuses the hell out of me i was like i don't even know how to roll out a character like i was going through all this stuff online i'm like yeah it makes no sense i was like i've sp i've spent like 50 dollars on the on the starter kit for the fifth edition it's got my die it's got all my bits and i was like you know what i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna pop this on the shelf never touch it again three years yeah. later it's still like there and i'm like it just confuses me i'm like i don't understand i'm like i can't even make a character because i'm like i don't 
I'm like, this this game said something about there are like different races. I'm like, but it, 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 apparently that depends. I'm like, am I playing a homebrew where I can create my own kind of creature? Or am I am I not? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'll just I'll leave it. I'm like, I'll leave it. If like one day maybe I'll stumble across a DM by by pure luck and he'll guide me through my 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 first ever D and D experience. But I've always said if I do play it, I'll probably end up just being like. A, a more chaotic version of myself because <clears throat> i'm like I, I i'm in in real life i'm like i've got a bit of charm and charisma like, i can get people to to kind of back me quite well a bit so i'm like i get people on side people like me so i'm like i'd want to use that in my imaginary world but just for pure yeah. evil <laughs> i'm like i i feel like you know i'm like i'm not an evil person in the real world so let me enjoy what my evil mind can do and i'll just i'll, I'll be pure evil <laughs> And I'll just like if I if I'm there and like they're like look this beast does like a hundred damage, and I go all right, I'm gonna feed the beast like one of the guys in the party, and it's like why I'll be like because I'm gonna befriend it. I'm thinking this could take out the next village, so if we get it on side, like yeah we've got to lose our rogue, but it's okay. We've got a huge beast that no one else is gonna kill. We're the adventurers party here. Come on. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably end the game with a small army of just everything evil and be like, yeah, the big bad of this world might have been me from the start. <laughs> My entire quest path would just be to become evil for it. And I'd be like, yeah, you can beat him or you can join him and try and beat me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, choose. <laughs> Which is always, I remember actually what uh, a, a, a friend's like, a friend used to play it a bit. Like he had a couple of, um, I think they used to have like a, group of three or four of them that would occasionally like just when they had the free time they would like all get together and play a bit but right. they've been doing this for like nine ten years all of them and uh i remember one of them saying like the way it ended was like it was a homebrew game like his friend had come up with the campaign and like the end of it was meant to be that they fight like the this night king type thing with a dragon and you know they have to beat him and to do it like there's all these clerics and uh what happened was one of my friends was going through like a, a, a time of insanity and he decided actually when he got to the uh, sacrifice room to bring the dragon back he was like yeah he was like well i thought about it he was like i decided a dragon would be much cooler than no dragon so i stepped on one of these stones and started giving my life force for the dragon which actually he went because of how strong i am compared to like these level one guys who are all standing around trying to give it he was like the dragon came back in five minutes <laughs> yeah he was like and then he was like i killed the guy in charge took the dragon <laughs> like <laughs> and killed the party because i decided i didn't need my party if i had a dragon makes and sense i was like so you ruined the game for all of them. He went, oh, they were all really pissed off. He went, but I was yeah. going through insanity. I couldn't help it. He was like, I had to do it. <laughs> and I was like, I like the excuse. I was insane at the time. I just, I had yeah. to. I had to ruin the game for you. I had lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, it's just, it is one of those. So out of curiosity, more away, well, it's still on the D&D, but on towards the uh, the identification, if, you, if you're uh, comfortable with it. Um, sure. So I, I will ask, just out of curiosity, when did you kind of come to the realization that you were uh, you were non-binary? I'd say probably around maybe like twenty-three or twenty-four, uh, not that long ago. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a realization. Like you know, I had always felt 
different, and then I realized why. So, see, like, like I said, it's it's one of those. I, I hold an interest to it because, like, especially with like, I, I I've become one of those people who's kind of stood there and gone with there are too many genders and I can't be bothered to handle that anymore. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, I, I I can accept to a certain extent. I'm like, when we had five, I was like, I can handle five. And then when I was told there were 52, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not reading that list. I'm like, there's, I think like I read like three or four of them. And based on how they describe things, it was like, essentially, they all say the same thing. So how is this five genders when I'm like, oh, like five, uh, five, um, not genders, but like orientations when it's like, they're all the exact same orientation. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't handle <laughs> handle saying nine different words that say the same thing but i was like i was always one of those male female i'm fine with both trans and then i was like non-binary i'm like i can that that all makes sense <laughs> like once you yeah. start specifying what you're attracted to past that i'm like it, it, it just feels too much for me i'm like oh yeah i can't do that <laughs> i think i think there's a fine line of balance where you know we have labels because we've been told we're supposed to have labels right and in a perfect world, I think everyone would just be who they are and it wouldn't matter what they were called, you know? Yeah. But I think there's a drive to figure out exactly who you are and <clears throat> to put a definition to that. See, that's that's kind of what I, <clears throat> I I always feel with it. But it's like I I say these days I'm quite uh, – because I'm, I'm actually bisexual. But I would say that I am quite removed from the LGBT like QIA plus community, whatever like other letters that it's managed to accrue over the couple years. Because like I, I just say that now it just feels like it's it's becoming so many labels. It's lost the the uh, original point of it, which was to to try and just show that everyone like you can be anything and it doesn't make you any less of a person. And it's like now we've almost tried to make it where we just need to identify what a person is and i'm like i don't i i don't care i'm like i don't i don't care what you are like i don't care where you're from like i I'm like, i don't i don't care you get on with your life as long as you don't do anything negative to affect mine i don't care how you identify like how you how you need to behave i'm like i think i, I I've, I've said it a couple times like it's for me the 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 whole like woman debate thing and well a man and woman debate is is the biggest problem for 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 the lgbt and everything that kind of comes with it at the moment when it comes to gender and everything i'm like it's the biggest debate and i've i've come to the conclusion i just stand on which is if if they dig you up in a hundred years and they say what you are i'm like then that's that's probably what you are i'm like it doesn't mean you can't identify any differently i'm like we just have to be able to agree on on, on some broad spectrum i'm like i'm well aware it's a, a not an entirely popularized uh, opinion against people but i'm like it's one of those where i'm like i'd rather just stick with with that it's like i was saying to my partner i'm like I, I i i would say that it's like if you if you are trans and you have say a a large disposable income that you can throw money towards like scientific ventures and whatnot that you you think you could support and things like that like i would say spend less time worrying about the word and more time trying to get a scientific way to completely change you without having to go through say like reconstructive surgeries and all that or find a way of making it easier for you so that then if you can change your physical anatomy and biology like biology i'm like that's that i'll accept it and i'll go yeah sure biology is kind of the key fundamental of the world for me 
I'm like, I kind of want to ground myself in that level of truth. I had someone who told me that, like, biology is, like, well, the whole, like, sex thing is, like, very up in the air. And I'm like, I can agree that gender's up in the air. I'm like, sex is kind of separate from gender in, in the way I view it, which is that sex is what we say biology exists in. The, and, like, and then gender is how we talk to one another. <laughs> I'm like, and I feel like that's where the separation needs to be. We need to go with, all right, let's agree on this. Sex is one thing, gender's another. Can we, can we build from there and go, where do we need to say is, is a fair line for everyone on the gender talk? and and kind of try and work it a bit more i mean yeah. i don't know where you would sit with 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 that but uh <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean they are two very separate things the thing with gender is it's a social construct it's a way that people have figured out to navigate the world and social constructs change all the time so you know things can change and really i mean when you're looking at like the history of the world there have been plenty of cultures, plenty of, of people who have a way different view on everything than, than our, you know, our European way of thinking. Yeah. So like, you know, there's definitely a separation there, but even with like biological sex, you know, um, there are intersex people, there are people who don't even know that they're intersex that have different chromosomes and all of that. So like, yeah, sure, the majority are this specific thing, but like who cares? You know? Yeah. That's this is this is this is where I kind of sit with the whole like this is why it's identification and that's that's all it kind of is to me. I'm like, that's why I don't care what you what you call yourself at the end of the day. I'm like, I'm happy for you to, to say whatever you want. Like there's someone out there who identifies as like a dog, I'm sure. And it's like and you are welcome to, to do that if that's how you if that's how you feel, that you're you're welcome to be like that. I actually have a friend who used to uh, believe that she was part wolf and would howl at the moon every month and things like that. And like she was almost convinced like supposedly for about two years or something. And you're like I was there like, it's fine. She's like, you don't think I'm weird? I'm like, I think you're weird. But I'm like, I, I don't give a shit that you're weird. Like, you, if that's how you had to be for two years to, to find that that's not who you are, that's who you had to be for two years to find out that you're some... I'm like, I don't care. End of the day, I'm like, as long as you're not a dick to me, <laughs> I have no reason to be a dick to you. That's that's really the thing. It's all about respect, you know? Like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care what you believe. I, I don't. You, you're your own person. You can believe whatever you want, no matter how terrible i might think it is yeah, as long as you're not killing people like essentially you know, as long like, as you're not inflicting physical pain i think my right. my, my, my big one is like the the whole when things become like offensive i think I, I i've become quite annoyed at the term that it something's offensive and how people react to the concept of offense because like i uh I had this conversation with someone a little while back where I was saying the thing is, is like when people say to me, like, oh, it's offensive to say this, it's offensive to say that. I'm like, I get where they're coming from. We shouldn't be rude and we should all agree. Let's not be rude. I was like, but at the same time, I'm like, let's all agree that being offensive is just part of part of life. <laughs> I was like, some people aren't going to like what you say. Some people are going to agree with other people. Some people are going to. I'm like, realistically, I'm like, at some point anything i say is probably offensive to someone else it's very unlikely that i will i will go through life without offending people and with with how like i am quite blunt like my partner gets offended by how i talk to her just because i am really blunt at times and i'm like it's not it's not even me being mean i'm just i, I can be a blunt person and she gets offended and i'm like see i'm like i don't even have to say something wrong offense is offense people are gonna 
feel a certain way i'm like we should all agree that we shouldn't be rude to one another but past that it's like i i i again i kind of don't uh, i don't care about it i think like um Tyler the creator I was watching a video a while back said something in like an interview where he said like he believes the n-word isn't really an offensive word and like he thinks that anyone should be allowed to say it and like I've said this for a long time that my my belief towards things like that is that it's like if we can't say these words that you find offensive I'm like you are making these very powerful words it's like I, I I call it I like to call it the Voldemort principle on 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 language, which is that the more you don't allow me to say it, the more the more dangerous that word it becomes to the point where we have a society that's so scared they won't even say the bad guy's name, because everyone else gets scared. And it's like I don't want that to happen. I'm like I'd rather that you got offended, he could say it, and then I could say it without it being offensive, in ten years time, because we've all heard it so much that no one cares and like i had this conversation with a work colleague who's uh um i'm trying to remember he's somalian like originally and like we were chatting away and i think i was talking about an alarm and i i said to him like my alarm changed this morning it was spotify and i got the weirdest song and i just looked at it and went i am so sorry about this one but i'm gonna recite the song to you because it's just funny it had the n-word like nine times he just broke out laughing because he was like it's just funny he's like no one ever says that like around me he was like and i don't care if someone says it he's like as long as you're not calling me it i i couldn't care less and i was like oh i was like sat so like when i started talking around him i became a bit more like calm about saying it because i was like well i know that he's comfortable with me saying it so long as <laughs> so long as i'm not looking at him calling him anything offensive as long as long as i'm not turning around to him saying oh boy do this then it's like he doesn't care what i actually say anymore so i'm like i'm going to enjoy the uh, the freedom here to 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 be able to speak to him and like play rap in the car and be able to just say it and he not care because it's it, it's a word at the end of the day and it was like i i find that that's the best way that we should treat it is like he doesn't find the n-word offensive unless you look at him say it to him with like pure racist hatred towards him <laughs> I mean, I certainly disagree, <laughs> but, I mean, I mean you people know. are always welcome to disagree on, on, on how to right. handle it. I, d I don't think that you will ever find the perfect way to handle it. Like I said, like I just was like, well, if you're comfortable enough and okay with me to say it, then I'm like, I don't see why I can't say it in the comfort of being around you. I'm like, because, you know, I'm not saying it out of hatred. I'm like, we are, we're, we're friends. I was like, let's chat. And it's like, it's one of those where it's like, um, he like he and i discussed because I, I america's a bit different i think for 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 uh for the race problem kind of thing where like you seem a lot more a country divided by it as far as i'm concerned like how i see it not as far as i'm concerned that sounds wrong but yeah like the no, way i see it's like you're you're like proper divided by 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 differences when it comes to it and it's like apart i partially believe that like your your, polit your politics kind of do play a bit more heavier on the uh identity game of well if you're gay you're not gonna vote that way are you because like these yeah. guys are horrible and it's like well it's like maybe but if 90 percent of what they do is right i shouldn't be voting for the one and i know that that's you know the best tactic to use if you want votes find find like one reason that you want people to focus on you and just run with it that it's easier to preach one one thing than a hundred things anyway yeah but it's like so i i do know that out there it's like it's very different because like out here i think 
you, you you obviously you get racism you can't avoid you can't avoid people who who are my, my grandfather is a bit racist it's so it's over time isn't it like you know he was born in the 40s grew up in the countryside where we didn't have any people who weren't essentially white british people for yeah. the most part like i i always joke uh with with my uh with my friends um who aren't white english men essentially going with like uh oh mate you're like the only one in the like you're the only black guy in all of all of the county kind of thing or you're the first black guy i've met in in like the in the last 10 years sort of thing and like he he even says it's really funny he's like no man he's like it's just full of white people down here he's like it's just all white it's like a sea of white he's like but you i can spot you he went because you're a ginger so it's easy yeah (laughs) it's like you stand out in the crowd i'm like well that's good that's good but it's like we were talking and for him he would i think like he would agree he had an easier childhood than <clears throat> than like i did when it comes to it because we were talking about this because i was curious as to what it's like growing up as a like as a black guy in in england where we just we don't have a lot of multiculturalism outside of major cities and like what it's like being a black guy in general and he says like and he was saying like for the most part it's nothing like you know he, he you don't experience much he's like you, you get a bit of it here a bit of it there but for the most part life was really easy and then it was like but when we were talking about like my upbringing as a ginger i was like i got beaten up in school frequently and like all this and we were and he was just there like bro he's like that's brutal i was like it's like mate i said it's because like everyone's told now you can't you can't beat up like anyone who looks different to you i said so how do you pick the next kid you're gonna bully i was like well I look like you but i've got orange hair and it's it's a good a good target because i'm the only kid with orange hair i said you know we have we have like four asian kids in in the school you're not going to pick on them i was like but we got one ginger kid i was like now if you have a target i was like you you target the weirdest one and like um i explained that to someone once who was who was um black and she was shocked like she couldn't believe the idea that people would beat you up for being ginger she was like i didn't get beaten up for being black when i was in school and she was like and like we went through racial persecution i was like yeah i was like kids these days are a lot crueler <laughs> i was like we're, we're getting good at being violent towards one another i said but again it's just one of those i was like some people just didn't believe that gingers got so much grief from people and like my friend was like man you i think he was like you're more you're more oppressed than uh, than anyone else aren't you at that point i was like nah i'd say i'm pretty fair i was like it's character building i've come out of it with with nothing but the ability to take a punch and i'm like i laugh about all of it now i'm like it's funny i was like it's it's funny i was like i needed the abuse in my opinion to to become more well-rounded i was like if i never got beaten up and never got knocked down all these pegs i was like i'd have i'd have started from a well well-meaning position of like power and i'd have always climbed up and it wouldn't have been you know uh, i wouldn't have learned about growing up or anything and i'm not i'm not going to pretend that that's a justification to do anything (laughs) anything and say anything wrong but you know for me it's like i i I always use i I believe that like to some extent you need not the physical altercations the physical stuff in my opinion left me with a lot of problems for a lot of years but like the the verbal abuse i got for being like a ginger and like the amount of like bullying and putting down and stuff like that i'm like it wasn't fun and as a child like it was traumatic i hated going outside and going to school i was like i i once got like beaten up by a kid at the end of my own front garden as he was walking past like he he just punched me because ginger why not yeah like, we, we go to the same school it's a saturday i was lucky my house had cctv at the time and my father literally ran outside chased the kid and like smashed him uh, into a wall 
like my dad's a big bloke as well he's very intimidated he was like i see you do that to my kid again he's like i will beat the shit out of your dad for it like just to get the point across kind of thing and i appreciate that but it was one of those where i'm like but it, i i feel like almost sometimes you need to be able to just take a lot of offense to kind of be able to not not get offended by by all of it when you get to the point of realizing uh they're just they're just words it's like i i, I couldn't care what's up like i i still get grief now for being a ginger but i'm like ah, it don't bother me i'm like it's just is what it is isn't it i'm like people have said it to me my whole life and i'm not i'm again i'm not going to pretend it's a good thing for people i don't think that you, you want to get used to the abuse but at the same time i believe that you need some level of like offense in the world when it comes to at least words because otherwise i fear that like your only other way of kind of getting a dislike for someone across is is physical like men men tend to go physical anyway like i got into fights in school and in college and things like that and it's like because when i had to deal with my problems you know you you swing for them almost <laughs> and like most right. lads tend to get into scraps to to deal with their issues when they disagree on things and it's like if you don't want kids beating each other up like they're going to be verbally abusive to one another so like the harder it became to fight with kids the more the more like verbal grief i would get or like you know internet grief i'd get but I, I it was one of those where i'm like i think it's my work colleagues used to call it character building where we would bully each other to a merciless point like we no hold bars how rude can you be to one another and it was one of those where it's like you feel almost like the more the more awful stuff that you hear directed at you the less you kind of feel like anything awful can be said to you anymore it's like i've heard some of the most gruesome stuff so it's like i have a really bad uh habit of laughing at inappropriate things because i have heard so much stuff that's just so far gone that my brain just kind of thinks about every bad thing i've now heard and i kind of giggle to myself and i'm like this isn't good i've had to learn to control like saying the same inappropriate things around them because like they were a lot more free at <laughs> free speaking with how abusive they would be to one another but um again like we, we would call it character building it's just how we believe that you made the other guys kind of a stronger person almost was just you, you give them some grief you, you pick on like actual flaws about them and it's like it doesn't matter because like they, they they picked up on things like i'm highly i would say like highly uncomfortable about <clears throat> and like they they would find like that one flaw in me that i was like super anxious about and then they'd spend like three weeks just non-stop focusing yeah. on that and like again i was 20 at this point and it's like it's one of those where I'm like i'm like a 20 year old adult i was just there like soul crushingly being abused but at the same time i was like eh like after after like week week one of it i was kind of just there like that's funny and i'm like yeah i've got i've got jack teeth or like you know oh yeah my nose is like i got i like they they used to take the mick because i have we we like they would say quite a big nose like they they used to say like i had like quite uh i think one of them said it the funniest way he said like um well not the funniest way the most offensive way i think he said like you've got a real jew nose you know that and i just broke out laughing because i was like i don't think i've heard anyone say that and i was like that's just awful you can't say that kind of stuff and then i was like uh, i guess it doesn't matter does it i'm like there's no one here to be offended by it but uh i was just there like that's that's the worst thing i think someone could have said and i i've always said to people like i'm highly uncomfortable i agree i'm like i have a big nose in my opinion i don't like it but uh it's one of those where it's like the more abuse i got over it it's like now i'm just like nah it's a good nose it works it, it takes air in it blows air out <laughs> it's like it's not it's not got like 
half a half a ton of hair up there so i've not got to constantly be tweezering at it or whatever to to keep it clear so so it's one of those where like you know sometimes i think you need a bit of verbal offense to a person just to to help them climb over the 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 the, the whole getting offended by it i guess um i don't know i think you know if if you respect someone or if you respect a group of people you're not going to say something that could be and it doesn't even have to be offensive could be disrespectful right um like growing up i got the f slur all the time right all the time and sure if amongst my friends you know i'll call myself that but um if someone else does i'm not offended by that right and i feel like most people aren't really offended by things it's just the word that we've used to yeah. describe it it's more angry right i'm angry that you just said a word that has been used to abuse me you know so i i i definitely disagree <laughs> but like um, i said like, i don't yeah I, I, I wouldn't expect many people to be able to sit on the on the side of like you have to take the abuse a lot of people i think disagree with 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 taking it it's not like i said it's not pleasant i get where you're where you're coming from like i can imagine but it's like um when i when i told my work colleagues because i worked in construction so when mm. i told my work colleagues that i was by every day without fail for two years from that moment every day i would get called the f word it would be the first thing I'd hear. And I, I broke down laughing. And like one of them, like one guy used to walk around the site and we had like piping that would go into different rooms. And like, if he knew what room I was in, he'd go up to the pipe that leads into the room and he would just be like, mm, yeah. And then just start calling me like a bunch of like just gay slur and all that and things like that. But it's like, again, I, I thought it was just hilarious in my opinion, but I'd never had to deal with being called it as a kid like but right. it's like yeah. for me like i i i didn't realize i was bi until i was like i think 14 15 i started to kind of be like i think i mm. like guys and then i think i kept that to myself until i left secondary school because i just didn't see a need to have to deal with deal with it and then uh i think when i kind of started telling people was probably around 20 like 2021 20, i think i started saying to people like no no i'm i'm bi but it's like i i kind of at the same time was like but i i i don't see a need to tell you that anyway i'm like when people ask me i'm like yeah, i'm fine but i don't i don't think it matters all that much i'm like my my attitude is if if i find you attractive and we get along and everything i'm like and i want to sleep with you i'm like oh, i'll sleep with you i i i, I don't care past that. <laughs> i'm like i like to say i'm by but i'm like i also like to kind of go with i'm just a bit of a slut <laughs> <laughs> Which my partner always uh, hates because like I, I I went through my slutty phase and all of that kind of stuff and I'm like yeah no I'm like I was a massive man whore but you know it's all good <laughs> now I'm like I've I've learned to control it <laughs> I'm not yeah. out every Friday night trying to find someone else and all that stuff now but like I said I never I never got the the whole like um, abuse for it because I would I would say like in in all honesty I'd say it's like I'm very closeted about it in the sense of like i don't see it i don't feel like i want to tell people but it's not that i don't want to tell people due to judgment it's just that i go it it doesn't really matter i'm like it, it shouldn't matter because i'm like i don't care if you suck dick <laughs> i'm like it, yeah. it doesn't bother me if you if you like guys or girls i'm like you you do you boo i'm like i'm i'm happy living my best life and 
so it's one of those where it's like people ask i'm like yeah 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 but uh, it's like at the same time i'm pretty sure neither of my parents uh, uh know like for sure that i mm. am by because it's one of those where i'm like i've never needed to have the conversation like no one in my family knows it uh i think like my close friends know that my family don't know and like i've said to them like bit old-fashioned i just can't be bothered with hearing it for three weeks before they drop it i was like it doesn't affect their lives we don't we don't need to tell them so yeah. but at the same time it's like if my if my father say watched one of these and was like wait you suck dick and then gave me grief for six weeks i'd probably just sit there and be like yeah it is what it is isn't it I'm like you don't you don't like about ninety percent of the decisions I've made in life anyway. Who's who's going to expect you to approve of another one? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's how I always like to look at with uh, with my family. I'm like, you guys don't approve of me anyway. It's like you dislike my tattoos, you dislike the long ginger hair, you you dislike how I dress, how I talk. I'm like, it's fine. I'm the disappointment child. I'm like you. I'm like my dad's got four kids. It's fine. He he's got three other fullbacks. Like three out of four ain't bad in my opinion if you're proud of them <laughs> yeah so long as he stays proud of me other brothers otherwise i, I become the focus again <laughs> but yeah so i mean i will i out of curiosity then so like you said that you um you got the the whole like um gay slayer stuff as a, a as a younger younger person um which i, I i'm curious like for you does that is it like something now that still would you say bothers you or do you do you kind of feel like you look back at it and like was it was it kids like was it like you were getting it from people your age or were you getting it from from elders or like both um yeah um i mean i don't like it but i want to say that it bothers me a ton now i think you know if someone's viewing hate at me they're we, they really hate themselves they don't hate me so you know i'm gonna let them be miserable they can they can yeah. be miserable and live their lives how they want to and i'm gonna be happy and live my life how i want to um but yeah i mean it did take a while for me to get over feeling unsafe around certain types of people and like you know uh grew up in a really religious environment so see i think that's a big thing as well for for me is that i i don't think we we have anywhere near as <laughs> anywhere near as much religion out here like um i went to a christian school uh when mm. i was younger for a little while but like you weren't converting me to christianity from the age of two like my 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 mother didn't believe it my father doesn't believe my my, my my old man i think says he couldn't care less whether there's a bloke in the sky who gives a shit about what he does he's like i'm here to work and die so yeah right. like, if he's unhappy with what i've done he went he's unhappy with what i've done i don't give a shit and i'm like that's a good way of looking at it and like i was always a bit more the big bang i was pretty confident in from a young age i was like i've always been a big fan of science so i think like from i argued it at a very young point in school where i was like you know in uh like year three so like i think for you guys it's like the second grade kind of time like a second third grade and like i was i i was there saying like but it, it's not real and like i i didn't like it like they make they made us sing hymns and and do the yeah. lord's prayer and things like that and i'm just sat there like i got in trouble once for for parodying uh one of the songs in the middle of our assembly by not singing the actual <laughs> words 
and like it was me and three other kids but i was the only one who got caught of the three of us stood there because i was the closest to the teacher so she heard me and things like that but um again we just we don't have that like there was maybe i think one girl in my year that i could name who was a religious girl like in my in my in my secondary school time so like yeah middle school for you guys there was one girl in my year who was like christian and then there was a guy in my year who was christian where like wore the cross said he believed in christ and all that but wasn't a church goer mm. and then she was a devout like did not like our science classes like would argue with our teachers about things like the big bang <clears throat> and whatnot like because again just england just doesn't have that religious culture so i feel like we don't have as much persecution coming from from that place because like most of the religious people that you see out here uh they were born in the 40s and 50s <laughs> they're all they kind of look at them going with yeah they're all going to be dead in the next 10 to 15 years it's like all those pretty churches are going to be practically empty because you know we don't need 900 churches when there's only 600 believers yeah uh, <laughs> And like there are there are obviously some religious communities out here, but not I don't think like you guys probably have the whole like I didn't realise church was a Sunday thing until I watched like American TV. Oh. And that was like <laughs> something that everyone apparently and like I sat there going with wait, do all Americans go to like church on a Sunday? And like I had American friends later in life who were like like, yeah, growing up I I went to church every Sunday and like I've got friends who still do and baffled me that these 20 year olds are like deep into the religion that like my generation's there like ah it's all, all lies mate <laughs> no one cares i really feel like throughout the history of the united states because you know we're not a very old country i feel like we've always been mm. maybe like 40 50 60 years behind the uk in terms of social policies and culture and um like society in general and I'm seeing that like people younger than me, because I'm almost 30, uh, people younger than me, that generation, like Gen Z or whatever you want to call them, they're getting to the point where when they're old, that nobody's going to be religious, you know, like nobody's going to care about it. Um, but yeah, I think we're just a little bit behind. <laughs> I know a lot of people my age that are still very, very religious. Um, but yeah, I think eventually it'll be the same. I always, I always find it quite, quite entertaining because I think you've, you kind of said it like the same way I, I view it a bit, which is that because America is a young country, which I always like. I want to remind people from America sometimes when like they, they start, kind of telling you how, how incredible America is, like the real patriotic, like Americans that you kind of come across, and like they say how great it is, and I'm like, bro, you've got less history, <laughs> like in your entire country, than anywhere in Europe. It's like even the newest countries, like set, like even the countries that we've only just recognized in the 2000s, realistically probably still have more history that they know of for themselves than, than your land mass does. Like in England, we grow up and we learn we were invaded by the Romans for some time and then we were invaded by some others and like this happened right. and that happened. Like we know our, like we know most of our history throughout most of like, you know, the, the written times that we've got because we've, we've always kind of, got it whilst because america was an untouched landmass for so long it's like you guys are like not even 250 years old yet when was it so uh, 1776 yeah so yeah so it's, uh, close but... <clears throat> close 
close but no cigar you're not you're not even quarter of a century right. yet and i'm like your textbooks like you could put all of your history in a textbook and it wouldn't cover like the light surfaces that probably half our textbooks cover it's like you did so i'm like you're a young country and like i was saying to someone I, I i respect what america is as a country because it's trying to do something that not many other countries have done which is like it's tried to give a lot of power to you but it's like it's tried to do it on just such a large scale at the same time and like there's there's no right way to give power to the people and that it's like how how how, how where do you consider your power given to you it's like i was talking to someone recently about the uh, roe v wade overturning yeah. and like they were saying travesty for women and like it's it's terrible and all that and like i i said to them that i i can i can agree with that i think that women deserve that right i think that you should be freely allowed to 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 uh to to have an abortion i am also a big believer that men should be allowed to essentially say i don't want anything to to do with the child because i'm like if 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 you have a right to kind of take it from me without my control i'm like i should have a right to like at least abandon a, a child I've, I've kind of gone with the whole like if you can if you can kind of get rid of it why can i not offer an equivalent of getting rid of it in my life and i it's one of those where i'm like i don't i don't want to preach that that's the right answer but i'm like i feel like you know that's where i sit with it which is just that it, i'm fine with it you do what you want to do i just believe that if we're going to do it fairly i'm like men should be allowed to kind of not have a say in what you do but should be allowed to have a say in whether they want to be present and do all of the father stuff and all the paying for it and and like because I, I i believe that it's one of those where it's like it will probably without trying to sound like a massive like right winger it would make women probably a bit more careful in the sense of like you wouldn't want to now get pregnant as a risk if you know that there's no support available to you all the time like i'm not trying to say that women are promiscuous by any means but uh like in the sense of like i feel like you would be a lot more cautious if you knew that the guy could just walk away from you now no support no no nothing and every guy has the ability to do that because that now you don't know who's who's going to be decent enough to stick around and who's going to leave you so you have to now play a game of does this guy seem like the kind of guy who will always stick by me <laughs> in that sense you know but like i could be wrong it could it could have a complete opposite effect we could have a very bad backlash of it and i would say all right men you have to stick around we've blatantly realized that we have to be present because when we're doing this it's, it's a terrible terrible idea for for, for the child because i i kind of feel like that's where law should be more focused and i get the religious one of well yeah but the baby starts here and if i remember correctly in england it's end of the second trimester is when we we say that's when you can have an abortion up to so you've got like the six month period there and i'm like that feels late in my opinion but like if if that's where if that's where you want to say it's okay i'm like to you be it not my body i'm not a woman i shouldn't have a uh yeah <laughs> shouldn't have a say in say in the matter on what you you get to do i think that the only thing i can say is that uh and i've always said it to my partner is like i think you should be allowed to have an abortion up until the point where a child can no longer like uh, to the point where a child wouldn't technically be alive in a sense of couldn't survive outside of the womb without you know like because that's it like you know yeah kids are born where they can't survive out the womb because right. they're, they're and like that's a different situation but like that's always been my attitude is like i feel like as long as you're not taking a life that could survive now 
I'm like, then I think think we're in the clear. I'm like, but I, again, if, if if there is a god up there, up there, and I I die and I go to the pearly gates, and he says you were so wrong on when you should be allowed to do that for that hell, I'll go. That's fair, mate. I thought, I thought <laughs> I was making the fairest decision. It is what it is. I'm all good, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm Buddhist, so I'm quite lucky. I believe that I'll get to come back here afterwards. So I'm just kind of like, hopefully, I never have to meet anyone to truly pass much judgment on to me. That's yeah, the right. universe's it's the universe's job. If I've done a good job here, I'll, I'll get I'll get to be born maybe as like you know a billionaire to one of Elon Musk's great grandchildren. But if I've done a bad job, I'll I'll be reborn as you know some some lonely bug on the ground that just has to accept it. That. <laughs> It's much easier for me i'm like i like redemption arcs it's a lot easier yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah no but on on the religious front it is it's just I, I i i don't think i'll ever understand like that mass difference that that the countries offer though because like you have the whole like in god we we trust and like <clears throat> like nationalism as well for you guys like i i always say like you want a national like you want a brand of people who really care though like about the national value almost quite often i'd say that like england is the most like when when you want them to band together my god the english people will band together like it's a very like it's a very different thing when like we all can concurrently agree on a single thing whereas like america is because again you're so big you're so big it's so many different opinions and so many different cultures and whatnot have come together to create this country and it, it is not easy to to try and figure out how do you effectively get a group of people to all work together when they have just such horridly that like different opinions to one another so it was like i kind of said that the roe v wade thing being overturned i don't i don't like it because again women deserve that but i kind of get it at the same time where it's like and i could be wrong i might mis misunderstand how it how it's worked but my understanding of it is now it goes back to your your states like yeah that's it's your local your like state government now which get to make the decision on is it legal is it not and yeah. i don't know what the punishment is for for people who say leave a state that's not gonna let you have an abortion to go to have an abortion to then come back to the state because i mean i don't know if i if that if that involves punishment that's a level of like wrong i can't imagine because i don't think you should be allowed to punish people for what they do in another country or in another area that has different laws like you well know. yeah i mean it is it is that's by <clears throat> state too so you know there are some states who are saying if you go to uh this just recently happened in ohio a 10 year old girl went to indiana to get an abortion because she was you know she was raped and she went to get an abortion and the doctor who lives and is accredited in indiana is considered a criminal in ohio now so it's like you know it's yeah see that's this is this is i've i've said this to um to to to, to someone the other day that like america the way i like to look at it these days is it's like <clears throat> America's like 50 countries trying to get along under yeah. one government. I'm yeah. like, and you can't get 50 countries to agree under one government. I'm like, that's where America is like so vastly hard. And like people, I think, misunderstand it. Cause like I was talking to someone and they were talking about how they like how your government works. I'm like, yeah, but your government's not that simple. I'm like, your government is not the same as like the English government or any European governments really. I'm like, essentially, I'm like, it's like having the year, like having the European Union control your country i'm like yeah. and i'm like and i get it i was like but 
England couldn't handle the European Union trying to give us rules that we were allowed to say, go to hell, we're not putting that rule in. It was like, America, it's like when the federal government says, new rule, states don't get to turn around and say, nah, it's not a rule. Right. States have to accept the federal law. I was like, so it's it's like, I, I was like, it's like having a dictatorship over the governments of your local countries, but that's somehow your government. I was like, that gets to dictate to the local government of the country as to what they do. Well, you and guys I mean... Have such a weird breakdown as well of your of your government because you don't have a lot in the way of federal i found out from someone recently like you don't have massive national services no no which baffled me i was like so how is a country that can't even say like have a national train service that gets you from one side of the coast to the other side of the coast effectively in a day or a day and a half because of how big you are it's like if you can't have a train service that links all these capital cities of states together and you can't have like good good like national things that you all can like say yeah no this is what everyone does other than an army i'm like what what do you what do you call that i'm like that's not really a one country i'm like that's 52 countries with a single army <laughs> yeah i mean it it really it really is and when you think about like so when you think about the uk of course you have england wales scotland just on that one larger island right but in England, you have a million different cultures, a million different accents, right? So, like, uh, you... mate, people people from America, like, you guys think you got accent differences. You, you go two hours up the road from me and you've got, like, a completely different speech. Right. I've got a place just down the road from me that we used to have a language called Cornish. It, it disappeared in, like, the 1700s. Mm. And some locals in cornwall have now decided like had decided to learn the language again so we have about a hundred speakers of a language that was once like an original language to this country and like they speak it quite quite happily and things like that and you're like yeah no we have like wales has its own language still like you go into wales the signs have everything is doubled like every sign has an english name and then the welsh name and like all the roads have English not like signage and Welsh signage. And you're like, no one in Wales actually learns Welsh anymore. Yeah. It's like they've just got the accent. They don't yeah. understand what you've written. Like they're learning the, they're learning Welsh the same way I am. They're looking at it and going with, well, that has to say ambulance because that's an ambulance. Right. Well, I mean, like think about how the U.S. is, right? Because the U.S. is like, I don't like 35, 40 times bigger than the U.K. And so Pennsylvania has 10 different cultures in it so, so then you go from you pa have, like, the pennsylvania dutch is it yeah i, I live what i live in pennsylvania exactly dutch the, country the, yeah so what is that exactly out of curiosity for people who aren't from from america yeah. and for myself as an ignorant englishman <laughs> so it, it originates from deutsch german yeah. um and it's a group of people who came and they had stricter religious beliefs than a lot of other people um and then things like branched and like you know um some of them went and joined the amish some of them went and went to like the mennonite um but the group the group just stayed in pennsylvania and became pennsylvania dutch um and until recently there were even kind of like how you know you're talking about there's welsh on um on signs um until recently we had radio programs that were just completely in pennsylvania dutch that's incredible. Um, See, I've I've heard the term, but I never actually knew because, like, you guys, like, I always find it amazing because you all kind of know where your families came from, and like, I I feel like you guys, it's weird how like you're so proud to be American, 
until you want to talk about where you came from before the family got to America. And then it's like, well, you see, I'm Irish. Like, my family is Irish-American or Italian-American and things like that. And I, I sit there and I hear it and I'm like, you're American. No one cares about the rest of it, sure. Well, like, because like, if you start going with, well, I'm Italian American, and he's 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 not. He's he's like, say, African American, different, different. African American, obviously, is maybe a bit too much of a different jump. But it's one of those where I'm like, I look at it, and you go with like, if you surely keep subdividing yourself into what Americans you are, I'm like, I don't look at myself and go with, oh, well, I'm Devonshire English. I'm like, I am British. Like, I'm part of the British British people, and like, that is it for me. <laughs> I think part of the problem, though, is that we have such a young country that we don't have that shared history, right? Yeah. We're, we're a country completely made up of immigrants, and, um, you know, we can talk about how that happened in the 17, 16, 1500s, you know. But um, we're, we're all immigrants, and so we don't have a shared history of having a culture together. So we're, like, really disjointed, and there is a lot of nationalism, but we also, like... Yeah, you're right. I know that my family comes from Scotland and Germany. Like, I know that, right? Yeah. And See, this so, is, like, this is the thing. I couldn't tell you where my family yeah. came from four generations back. I know where my grandparents were born. They were born in Devon, and I know my father was born in Australia prior to my father's birth. I don't know where anyone on his family side came from prior to my grandparents who were born where I was born. I don't know nothing. We, we right. No one cares in England to go back that far. We're like, no, we know these people. That's enough for us. Yeah. And like, again, it is, it's a young country. And I, I do think it's, it's one of those things that like, cause your, your politics is quite weird. Like it's very hard to, to like, I feel like it would be an easy kind of political race if, if you had the right opportunity to get like, to really lead your country, because like you only have to have almost, it feels like a sense of the ability to appeal to the people. And, like, you have so many dramas going on when you're running, like, recently. Like, I know a fair amount of that has come from the fact, like, Trump was slinging, slinging shit left, right, and center. Yeah. And seeing what, what was sticking. And, yeah. you know, and I'm well aware it's become more theatrical because of that. But, like, it's always one of those where I'm like, no one in your country seems to want to lead the country under the idea that you are one like you're like everyone is trying to divide you up and it's like i hear all the conspiracies are oh, the government's just trying to get like the poor folk to argue so that they ignore what the government's doing and everything else and i'm like i don't think it's that i just think that no one in your country has has realized yet that you haven't got the level of nationalism that multicultural countries with a lot of history have which is that like you've had the whole like you've, you've freed the slaves you've, you've done the like equal rights movements and all of that and it's like and that's fantastic work but it's like no one has said we're all just american like we're all americans here like can we maybe all just sit down and let's start from the basis if we're all just american like i say to my partner as far as i'm concerned in the united kingdom the way i view people is you come to my country you work you pay tax you live you're British. I don't care if your passport says it or not. You are a British citizen as far as I can see. Because I'm like, if you come here, you live here and you work here, you are one of us. You've elected to be part of this great country that is England. You want you want our free healthcare? Work. It's fine. Have our free healthcare. It's, it's for everyone. Like, you know, you want to be a part of the country? Be a part. But don't come here. Like, my attitude is usually don't come here and be like an uber proud person of your own your own like heritage and where you've come from because i'm like when you come to this country i'm like you want to come and be british i'm like you want to come and be like be proud that you're polish but 
keep in mind that you should think of yourself now as a British citizen. You've come here to live and work and be a part of the community. So the first step to being a part of the community, in my opinion, is to see yourself as a part of the nation itself. And it's like, because the American like government spends so much time like with the right wing parties kind of saying like, Arthur, it's not so much I feel I could be wrong, but it's not so much like Arthur white America, but it's like Arthur rich America is kind of like almost how how they feel at times but like i i from how i understand them they're like the working people's party almost at the same time where like these are the guys who who are just because they're so business business focused well i mean part of the problem is that you know both parties the republican and the democrat party would be considered right wing in the uk like they're they're both considered very conservative in the uk um, and we don't have a party that really represents anything besides that side. Um, but yeah, generally the Republican Party touts themselves as uh, the small people, the workers. But really, yes, it's for rich America. It's for white America. But so is the Democratic Party. It, yeah. It's a sham, <laughs> really. See, that's, 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 that's what always bothers me when I, when I watch those kind of things and you see like the whole, like, this is, this is like for the gay community or this is for the black community and all that. And it's like, just say it's for fucking America just say it's for America. like everyone's more on side when you say the words it's for America than they'll ever be on your side for it it's for the black community because i'm like there are some people in the black community who are going to be like she's just using us to get votes right and they'll vote the other way and it's like and there are some people in the black community who be like damn right it's for us we'll vote for you and it's like end of the day if you just said like look we're all american let's start from there let's start this nation the way it needs to be started and let's start moving forward I, I think I made a joke to someone the other day that I find it very entertaining that it's like America felt like this when when you guys first put um, Obama into into the Oval Office. All right. America from like the outside looked like this wonderland to me where I was like, look at this. It's like it's like it's it, it, it's impressive that you've got this this black man who's who's run for the president and like he might have won. And as some said, he might have won based on the color of his skin. He, he might have won based on merit. I don't care. This guy got in. He worked really hard. And he's going to like, and it's like, he's kind of the role model now. For, for the black community, this man is a role model who's just said, doesn't matter the color of your skin. You can still be the president. Like, that's how unracist America seemed. Like, you had racism, but you were just so unracist that you, you had put a guy of a different skin color in charge of this, this great nation. And it was like, anyone can do it. And then he comes out and the next year everyone hates everyone and like racism just started to ramp up and i was like i said to my friend i was like it's the funniest thing to consider when you put a black guy in charge everyone's like yeah this is brilliant i went but the second the black guy stepped away everyone's like all right it's racism now and the country's falling apart and i was like it's incredible to watch like you were so close to showing this almost pure absolute unity <laughs> i was like and then somehow it just feels like and i'm I, I, part of me goes with I, I i hold trump a little responsible for kind of inciting a lot of um a, a lot of the aggravation that has occurred in your country i'm like he he did rile up people very well and i'm sure he kind of got the racists out of the woodworks a bit more to do it but i was like but it just felt like it went so much downhill after obama left <laughs> no it was already there it was still there you know i think um uh trump was just a symptom and because we still have sundown towns which i don't know if you know what those are i don't know if you have ever had them in the uh, uk uh, what's that sorry a rundown town sundown 
Sundown. Yeah, so Sundown towns um, are towns where it is very unsafe for people of color uh, um, after so I, a certain time. I, yeah, so I was going to say, I'm assuming this is like, um, I've watched uh, two two YouTubers, Gideon and a guy called uh, Nico, Nico Amalana, both went to like the most racist town in America um like at the exact same time and whatnot and like i remember seeing clips where like there were people saying you don't want to be here after dark and all of mm -hmm. that which like i that shocked me when i found out like you had country like not country sorry towns that were like yeah if you're black don't don't stop like yeah. you don't stop you don't think like you, you 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 if you see a red light speed through the red light and take a ticket safer for you and like i didn't realize that you had such a divide like that like i didn't realize that you had towns that you called sundown towns for it that's that's a new one for me i find that terrifying it's... to be honest like i i'll, I'll say it. i'm i'm very lucky in my opinion i was born a, a a white man and like you know for that reason i have never truly had to fear going anywhere i can't even right. imagine what it's like to be scared to to like go into a town just because you know if you're there past six o'clock and the sun's gone seven men might run out of one of their houses and that yeah could be your last day i mean it started as as a set of laws right so like you if if you were black you were not allowed in this town after a certain time um and if you were you would be lynched like it was fully um and now it's more of a cultural thing where those laws don't exist because they're not allowed to but like still there yeah, Still but there. If, you're, if you're in a racist town where even the police yeah. don't like you, then I guess. Yep. What do you mean he was here? Like we've never seen him. Right. So yeah, I can I can imagine. Like again, it's got to be terrifying for for people out there. But it's like um, like I'm not anti-gun, which is quite surprising. I think a lot of people don't don't understand. But it's like, uh, one of my friends only just he's a YouTuber as well. Um and he he does like some reactionary stuff and i watched a video of his and he was reacting to the uk's gun laws and he was baffled that you can get hold of like very very unique guns like you can buy uzis in this country still like you have to go through all the paperwork for it it's not that easy but you can still buy those kind of things and like he was like the fuck and i'm like yeah i'm like i had a friend who owned one i'm like i had a friend who used to have one i was like it's it, i was like if you fill out the correct paperwork for it i said any idiot can get a gun in the uk i'm like the only difference is i'm like they make i was like they tend to make your doctors and 17 other people sign off saying yeah he's yeah he's probably safe like yeah. we can't we can't see it like i think for in england you like the police have to come to your house and like just check it and like you then have to get your safe and show that it's there's the safe that's where my gun's gonna live like as you can see i live healthy and like a calm lifestyle there's no nothing here that says like in your opinion that i'm about to blow my own brains out with the gun is there and because like a big part of it i think in the uk as well is we're a lot more concerned on guns as to what you might do more to yourself <laughs> than what you might do to others we've we've recently had a bit of a um a, a, a wave of of gun gun crime in the uk mm. which like has has been quite shocking for me in the last year i think um i've read like seven stories or something about people who have died from gun violence actually the, the city down from me had a shooting not so long ago which just shocked everyone and the question on everyone's mind was how the hell did he get hold of a gun and we had found and i think it was like he had essentially got hold of it before like any medical stuff would have prevented him from getting hold of it 
and then he became unstable and the problem was just no one realized that this guy had a gun and that he was unstable like the two parties that needed to kind of keep in constant communication haven't kept in communication right. very well and so he shot up like the one of the high streets and i want to say i think he like killed three people or something like that in in it and like with thank god that it was only three people and not 30 right. but yeah. at, at the same time we sat there and we're like that's like i think that they they had they are going to relook at gun laws and go the right do we need to pull it back a bit do we have to make it harder for people to 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 get hold of this so that we don't have to worry whilst like you guys obviously it's really hard because second amendment says that's my right to bear arms and i i i, I think i agree with a lot of people on the whole yeah well that that was written <laughs> when it took 20 minutes to load a bloody gun yes you're you're talking about a thing that holds 30 bullets yeah and can be unloaded in 20 seconds like that's a very different gun to what your uh, founding fathers were thinking about and it's like to to yeah. the guys uh, and like, i've heard the whole thing of it's like well what if the government what if we need to fight against our government and all that and i'm like your government spends like 700 billion a year on the defense budget if you try and fight your government <laughs> it's not gonna work <laughs> the shit that darpa's got is probably gonna mess you up like yeah. i found out what they did and like i i was watching something and it said like darpa's 25 years ahead of the game on tech like that's their rough aim to always be about 25 years ahead of everywhere else mm. and i was there like that's that's terrifying i'm like we are talking about something that's so advanced you can't contemplate the kind of tech they may have i'm like you ain't fighting them with your ar-15 mate yeah i'm like the government's got a drone that will probably strike you down from 200 miles away with like an ice bullet like you're not even gonna know like they've you've seen the tech that's come out of all of the cia and all of that over yeah. the years like the heart attack gun i'm like you've seen this do you think you're winning these guys are genius <laughs> yeah so it's like I, I i'm on the side of it's like i feel like you should probably alleviate it like maybe you need to start i saw joe biden had tweeted out something like we're gonna deal with like the assault rifle problem in america or whatever like we're gonna ban them and i'm like good luck joe but you're not you're not gonna ban them unless everyone in america can concurrently agree we shouldn't have them and i'm like i've i've been to america i fired them guns are fun like guns are, are really really fun I, I i i fired a load and i was sat there going like do i move to america just to buy a gun and then i was like no because if i can buy one any idiot can buy one that's probably not good in my opinion i'm gonna avoid that i was like i'll come to america for gun holiday i'm like gun holidays in america then back home <laughs> where there are no guns i mean you know it it's true like i think we're too far gone to be able to change much because you talking about how the uk handles guns right in my head i'm thinking yeah absolutely that makes complete sense to me you need to be able to check people out you know but we've we've had so long where like anybody can buy a gun so it's not a big deal to anybody for i like you know my my brother-in-law has like 12 you know it's just it is what it is um but that's, that's you know <laughs> i feel like we need a long-term solution where like sure we put these laws in now that are like okay so we gotta check out make sure everyone's good like yada 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 and then yeah it won't fix that problem today but maybe 20 years down the road when See, the 
yeah that's, that's the challenge i think america will have that's going to be its hardest is like you can't you can't do what so like do you know how australia pretty much dealt with its gun problem i've probably learned it before so but there was i think it was like 1996 uh there was a like mass shooting in in australia and uh i, I want to say it was at the time like the biggest mass shooting on record and like i want to say it was like 30 odd people had died and it was terrible and the government essentially turned around and went with that's it no more guns and they they essentially kind of did a gun amnesty and more or less everyone in australia kind of agreed no more guns it, it, they're, they're dangerous and you can't so like if everyone gives up all these dangerous guns the people who need guns for hunting like farmers that lot they can still go and get a gun it's easy you can still go get a gun it's easy just fill out the paperwork and come get a gun but it like they they kind of cut it out cold turkey but they are population wise so much smaller than you because no one emigrated over there everyone who went over there was pretty much a prisoner so (laughs) we didn't send them over to bring them back like i think the uh, we were learning i was learning about it and it's like the way we apparently did it was like we would send them over and it's like they could go over for really small crimes when we were sending people to uh, australia because we didn't have any space uh really for prisoners so it was like we right. sent them over to australia they'd work off their sentence and then if they wanted to go back to england they'd have to stay in australia and work till they could earn enough money to pay for a ticket back to england because we're not we're not transporting you back you're a criminal the queen doesn't help criminals she gets rid of them so <laughs> australia's population was was a bit different like you know they they were a prison colony that just they were lucky they were very smart like in england a lot of people say why do we send all the bad guys to australia like we should have left them here england's a real shit country it's like it never stops raining (laughs) it's always kind of glum and gloomy it's like australia's never not sunny (laughs) it's it's got all these weird animals out there who doesn't want to go there like all the english are kind of like we made a mistake with the australia thing we should have sent us there and you guys should have all stayed in england yeah (laughs) sucky but we live and we learn next time we get a bit of land as a prison colony like once we start shipping prisoners off to mars that's when we will start going no actually leave the prisoners on earth we'll all go to mars it's nicer there (laughs) but um but yeah no but with 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 the american politics thing i do think it's um it's a very hard like gun laws all of it is just so it's so hard and with such a young country that like like we were saying it's so almost divided amongst itself about how you even want to identify yourself at this point that like i feel like the only way you're gonna like realistically resolve your gun problem because i don't think i don't think your answer is to get rid of guns i think your answer is to maybe stop letting people buy stupid guns because that's that's a big problem is just how easy it is to buy like it the the whole like uh ar-15 thing it's like why do you need an a like when you go hunting you don't need an ar-15 no like in england we go hunting for for deer and and whatnot and it's like we don't use ar-15s to do it no we don't we don't use like i have friends who go hunting it's like for rabbits and whatnot you want to go hunting rabbits and squirrels things like that like little vermin that are just quick easy skin them pot stew kind of thing like that's what my friends used to do air rifles we used breaker barreled air rifles that could hold like six shots at best and like you know these cost us two 200 pounds 300 pounds i had one that cost about 600 at the time but it's like you know it could it could it could hurt a person 
if if I if I put the right because I could buy a metal tipped pellet, it's like if I put the right thing in and aimed it at your eye, it's going through it, it's gonna do damage, and it's like that. If I can take out your eye with an air rifle, I think that we've got an agreement that like that's strong enough. Right. <laughs> I'd rather not kill you with the air rifle. I'd I'd rather that I had to fire it at you in like you know a twenty-two millimeter or yeah like a little twenty-two um a little like twenty-two bullet just had to sling through your wrist and put a hole in it kind of thing, and that's that's all it can do to you. And even then, it's very unlikely it'll be able to do that because human bones are quite dense compared to the rabbits. So it's like you know it's gonna hurt like a bitch. You might get cut. That seems like enough for me. Like that's that's like the line I think for me. Like we have a big knife crime problem in the uk which is kind of what you would expect when you get rid of the things that can take away distance killing it's all right so if i can't kill him from a distance gonna have to stab him but it's like we always argue that the big thing for us is we're like yeah but when was the last time you heard man mass stabbed 30 kids in a school it's like you don't hear that kind of statement come from the uk because it's like you can't it's so hard to, to to be violent with a knife and it's like and if your only response when you argue the british people like on it is like well you have a high knife crime you go well yeah but harder to kill 30 people with a single knife unless you're really talented with that thing <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard someone say um who was from the u.s but they lived in the uk for a while people would tell them oh don't go to i think it was like birmingham like don't don't go to an area that is yeah you you might get you might get stabbed where you know you go to new york and you're you might get shot i lived in a town where i would hear shots i lived in a city that like there were shots and they weren't just hunting they were uh, people so you know it's see that's that's the thing is like the, the the gun crime i don't know how it's i don't know how people can can even argue to keep them when it's like the answer you have for owning a gun half the time is that, well, I need it to protect my family or whatever. And you're like, or I need it to protect myself. And it's like, what are you protecting it from? And it's like, well, I'm protecting it from the other guy with a gun. And it's like, well, do we do we not all agree then if we got rid of guns? Yeah. It's like, well, I, I, and I understand the whole, like, the bad guys will still have have guns. And we've, we've how do I beat the guy who's got a gun if I don't now have a gun? But like um, a lot of people like in England always say, well, yeah, but guns, guns don't last forever. They have a lifespan and they require maintenance and they require constant care and looking after, you know, it's not, it's a machine with moving parts. It's like your car, it has to be serviced. It has to be, parts need replacing. And it's like, if I can't buy the parts for, for guns anymore, when my gun breaks, I haven't got a gun anymore. Right. It's like because I now can't replace any parts, and it's like and like um, it's like statistics always show. It's like the way that the guys who commit crimes get guns is by getting them through. Well, getting them essentially as a drift off of away from people who bought these guns legally, and it's yeah. like somehow they drip off into your black market, and it's like if if you know where the supply is and you can't stop that supply at like the point where it's actually getting into the market. Do you have to cut off the other market to prevent it from getting to where you don't want it? It's like if you were talking like nuclear, like, uh, contents in a barrel, and it's like you don't want it to get to to, to China or like you don't want to get it to North Korea because they'll build a nuke. It's like, well, you're not gonna 
you're not going to sell your nuclear stuff over to china who who then you you know drift it into north korea right. at one barrel per hundred because it's like well yeah well china take 99 of the barrels and it's like well yeah but they're always going to give one to north korea right so we, we don't give the the nuclear to north like to, to china and now north korea can't get it either and it's like yeah we, we might have a lost market here and now there's no money we're losing jobs because we've lost a massive sale point but it's like well yeah but what do you consider more important in that situation do you want to make money or do you want to have an enemy who can kill you and it's like that's how yeah. i think like a lot of people view it is we like a lot of people from outside of america view it as the yeah but if you're creating the guy who's going to hurt you do you not want to just remove it so that that guy can't be made and it's like it's it's very hard i was trying to explain this to uh one of my friends who's very anti-guns but it's like it's very hard though because i'm like you have to understand the importance of like the documents that founded america i'm like because that's the first country that kind of said screw you empire people like we're doing it alone and we're gonna we're gonna govern ourselves and it's gonna it's gonna work and like yeah you took the magna carta and things like that as the inspiration for what built the declaration of independence and everything that goes with it but it's like it's very hard to explain it to people who aren't born in america i find how just important those documents are and how like you can you can change them you you can change any part of that document whenever you like sure but if you're a young country without much history how much of your original history do you want to change so early on like if we if if we were a hundred years off of the magna carta we wouldn't be sitting there saying oh well maybe we should change this part of the magna carta or we should change this part or we should write a new document that overall it's like you don't want to get rid of history that quickly people don't want to let go i think i found that there's someone who's like the great or he's the grandson of like the third president of the united states and like he's alive he's the grandson of them and it's like he's 60 years of age it's like 60 years 250 250 years and he is 60 and you can like yeah. you can see then that that means that that's not that big a gap from when it was made to when it when we are now and it's like you might be at six generations three generations ten generations from when it was written like but it's not far enough yet from when it was written to <laughs> to be considered obsolete and time for an update or a reconsideration on 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 this because you know it's like um as you said with people of like the 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 gen x and so on kind of losing the the religious uh the religious attachments that like the previous generations have it's like i think the same will happen with the political where it's like you'll find that a lot of political things will now become really detached from the next generations that come up because what what value do i have to hold in 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 this stuff if if it's old and it's not it's not right anymore and like we all agree it's not right except for one generation that are hanging around still saying well my granddad liked it and it's like well good for your granddad but your granddad's dead you're gonna be dead soon so i'm gonna get my tip x out or what do you call it white out get my white out out and i'll just no guns (laughs) well you know i think that that goes for a lot of things right because like you know the purpose of it is the true purpose of a government is to serve the people even if it's a a a, you know you have a monarchy even though technically your monarchy doesn't really do much but like you know like you have a monarchy or whatever the government is there to put a set of rules that the people are supposed to follow and usually those rules are like good for the people usually 50 50 but like 
for us, you know, we're seeing how our our government doesn't give a shit about us. They don't care about us. See, and I so... think it's it's interesting because you guys have so much more money involved with your government, not like just taxpayer money, but like you have um you have people who donate like four million to Trump's campaign yeah. as long as he or not even to Trump. It's like I'll donate four million to this senator from Iowa's campaign because I need yeah. to build a build a dam. And it's gonna it's gonna kill maybe a couple people, or it's gonna take a lot of money out of certain areas. It's gonna screw them over. But if I give him the money, he's gonna say yes. And it's yeah. it's amazing to see how that money dictates. Like you're like I I I don't like how much I I argue that like we overpay the people who are in charge of our country. I think like the prime minister can earn a rough approximate total of like a hundred and fifty thousand a year, if I remember correctly, and like members of parliament it starts at so like the members of parliament are like our i think our senators like we have 600 members of parliament sort of, yeah yeah it is 600 yeah something like 600 members of parliament we have and then we have the, the prime minister and like so our members of parliament get paid somewhere between like it, it it's it's like the starting salary of forty thousand pounds up to eighty thousand pounds roughly that would translate i think to like 50 to to maybe nearly a hundred thousand us dollars yeah so you know and it's like some people would say it's not a lot i would say too much in my opinion i think we overpay them i think that that's a lot of money if you think there are 600 of them it's like you can half most of their wages it's like why does the prime minister need nearly 200 grand a year we give him a house for the four or five years he's in charge like we give him a house <laughs> it's like everything everything's kind of on the taxpayer <laughs> So like, yeah, like, I have a weird attitude with it, but it's like I was saying to someone that it's like, um, it, the, the government is a weird, weird thing where it's like the government is is kind of the employee of the people, right? I was like, but at the same time, I was like, the government is kind of like our Netflix. I was like, the way that you have to understand it is like the government takes our money and then uses our money to 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 give us things. I said it's no different than looking at Netflix, who gives you a monthly subscription charge. I said they take that from your account and then they they give you content sometimes you like it sometimes you don't but guess what netflix ain't giving you the money back when you don't like it get over it right, it's not our yeah. problem and i was like yeah. the thing is is like we have to kind of almost figure out where we want the government to now sit with us as people in a general because governments made so much sense when it was pen and paper and horseback riding or three days of travel and like it was it was crap and like you couldn't get the opinions of the local folk from 200 miles away from the capital to to like the capital that easy so we needed one guy who would spend his time and like if i remember correctly politicians back back a long time ago didn't even get paid in this country like like the original politicians if i remember correctly weren't paid they were predominantly usually the rich because they were the ones who could afford to give up all this time to (laughs) to 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 control the country for what makes would sense. make them more money in theory i think was the big problem but you know like but these people get paid for it now and i think they get overpaid but it's like it makes it makes sense that you know we had a government like that but it's like now we're communicating from what a thousand odd miles apart <laughs> it's yeah. not hard it's it's like yeah. i can get my opinion out onto something like twitter in two minutes and there you go it's 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 there and it's like I, I i've become a believer that governments need to scale back a bit what they do it's like i think the government needs to understand its job is to the people and what it should be doing is making the country the best it can be and it's like but the government should also kind of treat itself a bit businessy and it's like you should make your own money so it's not just on us 
and it's right. like and on top of that you should understand that what you're doing for us it's like i'm a big believer in legalization because in england it's still uh, marijuana is still illegal uh mm. for medical and for personal use like no go it's like if you if you want to get weed in this country you gotta go meet a guy on a alley or right <laughs> drive and park under a street lamp waiting for him and stuff like that and you know again england's a lot safer that's not dangerous where i'm from like you know i have i have a lot of friends who smoke and i i, I have and it's like i'm not worried that i'm going to meet a guy who's going to stab me but i'm not in a big city where that kind of stuff would happen Right. So it's like it's unlikely I'm going to suffer a consequence. But for the people who live in cities where like knife crime is happening because of drugs, I'm like, we should kind of be agreeing here as a country now that maybe the answer is like, I think I might be a bit too far on it. But it's like, I believe just legalize everything. I think it sounds ridiculous to people to hear it, but I'm like, legalize it all. It's like, and the reason I think that is that if you legalize it, if you're smart about it, it's like the government should take the role of producing everything the government should pretty much become your drug dealer and the reason the government should do this is because the government can kind of control quality quantities like the government can control every aspect of the drug game to make sure that if i want to do cocaine i'm gonna get the cleanest the best stuff from some like actual supplier that's a shop all this money as well goes straight back to the government that's why i think it's the government should be doing it because it's a great place for the government and it's like and you want to fight this war on drugs it's easy you underprice the war on, like you underprice the druggies you underprice every black market dealer because if my guy ha can't make any money he's not going to sell and if the guy who's selling it to him can't sell it to him because he's not making any money well what's the bloody point so why am i bringing all this weed into england from spain and other parts of europe it's like yeah just keep it all out there it's like then it's up to the people of the countries where it's grown you you legalize it you take over everything it's like i think the government focused you know producing say high quality weed and high quality cocaine it's like heroin as well and i don't think people should do it but i think that if people are going to do it why put them in the position of getting black market stuff they can't guarantee when you the government can kind of go with like look it's available to you personally we don't think you should like warning labels to hell it's like smoking tobacco um because you guys don't do it but in england it's really weird so we've we changed the law a little while ago on tobacco products so when you buy like a pack of cigarettes out there like marlborough still has the white and red on it doesn't it and their their, their name across like the front pack and things like yeah that. so mm -hmm. out here it's uh this olive green color packaging all one color the name of the products are in like just a basic serif font and there is a big picture on the front and the back of something gruesome with like the warning of what smoking does to you smoking makes you impotent smoking kills smoking gives you lung cancer blah 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 and like that's how we 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 tried to decrease it was because we we, we came to the conclusion that tobacco products look too fun to kids with bright colors and all these unique names and logos it's like it looks too fun kids kids focus on it it's like it's right behind the counter at every till right like small convenience shops and like so now the law is that they have to be in these cupboards that are covered with rolling doors and the, the packets have no like distinguishing features on them every packet now looks the same you can't tell and it's like and they did that because uh originally australia did it and they showed a massive reduction in smoking because of it because if people aren't enticed by the packaging they don't tend to buy the, the tobacco so it's like we know that 
you can package it to make it less tempting we can put warnings on it to make it kind of one of those things but it's like but at the same time it's like we can deal with people who have drug problems now because it's like part of that money can go to funding a service to help people with actual drug issues use drug money to help the drug people like the druggies out there who are bad heroin addicts like let's get those guys off the streets let's give them like their drip of heroin that they need once once a day to keep them kind of like from dying and let's wean them off and let's get them psychiatric help with all this because drugs are a big market it's a lot of money in drugs and if you the government yeah. with making like a hundred percent of the profit on it as well like you've created jobs for the economy like you know you've got people now who can work in these giant greenhouses growing marijuana and people who can go off and you know become distributors for 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 all of the products around the country and you've got new shops opening it's like it seems like the logical path in my opinion because i don't think you should be allowed to control what people um do with their bodies it's like i think that the idea that your government gets that level of control is is just incredible that they have a right to tell me that i can't i can't get high in the comfort of like my own home and things right. like that and it's like but yeah. it's my home i'm like why does it matter it's like i'm not well, I'd, I'd agree with you maybe 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 we say you know you can't go smoking weed in 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 crowded public places because yeah that's kind of wrong but it's like most people i know who smoke weed don't do it in crowded public places not because they're afraid of the law but because they don't want to be disrespectful to people with children i right. have a friend who like when she sees a kid coming up the road if she's smoking she will walk off the road and go like she'll go to the other side of the street and walk because she's like the kid doesn't need it the mum doesn't need it they're like it's it's for me they're like so i will avoid every person because it's like people who don't smoke don't want to be walking around in this in this smoke yeah so it's like maybe you have to create an area where people can can do it maybe you don't maybe we just agree go home do whatever you want to do be safe because <laughs> it's yeah that's where i think america got it right was the whole legalization of marijuana i mean i've heard the it's apparently legal but like the people who make money can't actually put the money in the bank because if they do that they're, they're, they're breaking the law <laughs> oh <laughs> it's it's, fe it's still federally illegal um right. but Which it is, is yeah but it's legal in some states some states are only medical some states are recreational um but yes those companies are like they have to be really careful or the feds will come and just like kill their business so yeah. <laughs> i don't know brilliant. i mean you're because you're in pennsylvania so you're yeah. medical use only aren't you with mm -hmm. like an allowance i have a i have a friend who lives out there i think he said he's got a friend who's got a medical license for marijuana and it's like part of it is you're allowed to have three plants in your house or something yeah. like i think he said like you're allowed to grow three of your own plants and i was like well that's that's an even greater step than i thought because i'm like even i wouldn't let people grow plants in their house because screw you that's that's government money you're taking there like i could be taxing that and you're gonna do it yourself no but like that was my my other big thing was i was like i think that the answer is you still make it so that you can't sell it as an individual like you know black market drug dealing still a crime because that way the people who are going to have those connections will fade away quicker but past that it's like you know you could buy yeah. a gram of if you could buy like you know at, 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 uh, i don't know how you you guys measure out in america because like every time i watch a different different thing like people say different ways of it like um so if you were to grab like do you guys do like eights yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So we like, do yeah yeah 
Um, so, so yeah, so there are like dime nickel quarterbacks, right? Um, so but what, there's... what is, out of curiosity, a dime and nickel and a quarterback? <laughs> what are those? Because like, I think I know what a dime bag is in the sense of, logically speaking, I assume it's one gram in like some little baggy type thing because like dime is 10. So I'm assuming that that just means one gram. No. No? Is it not what a dime I... bag is? <laughs> no. Uh, a dime is. Wait, I'm looking it up because I can't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't smoke. <laughs> it's fair um... enough. Is... Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So a dime is one gram. Fair enough. Um, so I've never heard of a nickel or a quarter bag. I've heard dime bag before. A nickel. So a nickel is five cents. Um, in U.S. currency, right? So a dime is ten cents. So a nickel is half of that. So a nickel is half a gram, and then a quarter is a quarter. See, so, like, I find it quite weird, because depending on where you are in England, you can get a bit of difference in slang, but for the, for the generalization, they call it, they don't call it a dime bag, they call it a ten bag. The reason mm. being is that it costs a tenner for a gram, so that's a ten bag of weed kind of thing. Like, that's the, the logical kind of way they run through it there. But, like, um... <clears throat> I, I like i've never i like two and a half grams is an interesting thing so like in england you tend to just like if you're buying black market ways it's like you buy the one the three and a half the uh again because i don't know if you use it so then it's the seven grams which they call a q because it's obviously a quarter of a ounce sure. then then it goes <laughs> up to that then they go up to half because it's uh half an ounce and because I, I don't know if you guys even use ounces. Like, your measurement systems confuse me a bit. <laughs> Cause, like, we have ounces, but... You use... Yeah, we have ounces, but they're system. different. Yeah, I think they're different than your ounces. Because yeah. our ounces are one-sixteenth of a pound. So what's one-sixteenth and... of a pound? See, cause I, and a pound is... I don't know how many... I don't... Uh... It's two it's uh, i want to say it's 2.2 pound to every kilogram so <clears throat> this pound is 500 kilogram and then oh, I, I used to be so good at maths and now it's gone <laughs> but <laughs> oh why do i suck at maths today <laughs> um, um one ounce in the u.s is 28.35 grams so for us it's just we we an ounce is 28 grams <laughs> slap bang 28 grams oh. one ounce like that's how we like that's how i've always been taught it 28 grams bang to an ounce but it's like um i got into an argument with someone when i was at uh at um college high school for you guys um yeah yeah like when i was at high school uh where me and this american or not american who's canadian uh lad were, mm. were chatting and i had said like it's really weird that America does like your fuel prices is per gallon. I was like, and when I first got there, I thought you got ripped off for fuel. I thought you would pay like paying out like $3.29 per liter. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> and I thought prices were bad in England at like one pound 10 a liter of petrol. And then I was like, no, no, I was told it was a gallon. And I was like, that's not bad. It was like four and a half liters for three dollars. That's a really good deal. 
Right. And like my my when I, when when I said that to my friend in America, they looked at me like I was an idiot, and they were like, "That's not a gallon." And I was like, "Yes, it is." Found out apparently there's something called the U.S. gallon. Yeah, it's yeah. Three and a half liters. Yeah. And that's yep. what you guys use. And it yep. baffled me. Like they, they didn't believe me. They thought I was just really stupid. And then uh, <laughs> when it happened in college, uh, I was like chatting to this guy, and he was like. I said like I I'd use my like miles per gallon counter and that this that and the only went yeah he went but you probably don't even know what a gallon is and I was like it's four and a half liters mate like everyone knows what a gallon is because in England most people who do maths have to do basic conversion maths and part of what we have to do in that is memorize conversions like four and a half liters equals one gallon right you know so it's something a lot of kids seem to always remember is like that those conversions pretty well and it's like. I was like, it's four and a half. And he was like, no, it's not. It's three and a half. I've never seen so many people turn around and look at an individual like he's just said the dumbest shit in the world. Because like <laughs> loads of people like looked at him like, do you mean it's three and a half? It's it's it, it, it's four and a half. It's always been four and a half. And I started crying with laughter because I was like, I've realized no one in England has realized that the Americans have a different gallon. Because we we've always assumed that you use the same like measurements as us if you're going, because it's like, you're one of the few country that countries that uses miles over kilometers which like is really nice like you know because it's like being brethren but it's like if we it wouldn't shock me if you were to now tell me oh yeah but our mile is actually 1800 yards because <laughs> then i'd sit there going with of course it's it's <laughs> i can't remember what ours is i want to say ours is 1600 yards to a mile but 1610 Our, something stupid 1760 for us Oh, maybe it's about the same for us then. I can't remember the exact conversion now, but it's one of those. Just like if you told me that your 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 mile is two hundred yards longer, I'd sit there and be like, "Of course it is." It's because <laughs> for some reason you've decided you like the name of our measurements, but you don't like the distance of our measurements. Um, actually, just looked it up. Yes, uh, it looks like British is sixteen around sixteen ten, oh. and for us it's seventeen sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every day apparently we don't even yeah. understand a mile i've watched so many i've watched so many things that have like that are made by american content creators like if you've ever watched game theory i've watched him quite a bit and he does yeah, yeah, mile yeah. to kilometer conversion and on a few occasions i'm like i'm pretty sure that conversion's off but i'm not sad enough to do that conversion in my head this might explain why that conversion's a little off because if you're using a standard kilometer which because you guys don't have that as a a unit of measurement uh, that you guys use i can imagine is the standard legitimate 1000 meters <laughs> yes yeah, which yeah means yeah. that yeah. your conversions must differ to our conversions because that means that one point it can't be 1.61 my uh kilometers to a mile for you because 2.3 something 2.3 kilometers is that i your... could be wrong but even then you've said two like that that means that you've probably got it quite quite on the nose there <laughs> no not uh, at all it's 1.6 one oh so yours is still one point how did your mile convert the same but our, our, our yard uh, not our mile converts differently but our kilometers don't maybe our yards are different maybe it is our yards maybe we've got but even then why have we got different yards <laughs> i love I I, honestly america is the greatest country to ever exist in my opinion whether whether, sure. whether i'm an american or not it's just 
it is the best it's and like um the cultural appropriation of like every other culture into that culture is just fantastic without anyone realizing i i was watching something because um on the like more political front like uh, i was watching something about uh i got into a debate sorry uh, about cultural appropriation with someone as they they wanted to know whether they could wear a certain like uh style of hair which i i think cultural appropriation the way i view it is much more of an american thing like you guys i think kind of think about that a lot more than the british do because like i find it really weird because i'd never heard the term cultural appropriation or anything it's like and I, it, it left me kind of worried in a sense that would I be considered then as someone who culturally appropriates based on the fact that I don't even follow a religion that comes from Europe? Like, I left the European religion. I went for a Buddhist religion. Like, so it's like, where do you want to draw a line on appropriation? Because this, right. like, this, is, this is an Indian belief that I've appropriated for my own beliefs and gone with, well, I prefer this as, as a spiritual way of living and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, again, appropriation is something I never had to consider. And then I feel like the, like the American culture for you has, has really started to like, feel like you can't do certain things. And I said this to someone, I was like, surely it doesn't matter as long as you're not disrespectful about what you do, which has confused me. Cause like, that's the whole problem is at the moment. It's like, I see videos like, um, was was it reese witherspoon no it was someone else like a, a famous actress has just been called out for dancing in the rain or frolicking sorry frolicking in the rain i think was the was the problem and apparently it's an appropriation of black content creators or something like that i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and like get it bang no that's the exact yeah. but like it was something like that and i was like if it was an appropriation it's like I, I, i'll accept i was like but here's how i'll accept it i'm like show me where she was disrespectful to you where she's done something wrong and i'm like i'll agree bastard how how dare she do that but I was like, if, it, if she hasn't it's one of those where it's like um when people say well can i wear certain clothing it's like as long as you're wearing it correctly and you're not wearing it disrespectfully it's like i don't see why you can't wear a, a traditional garb from another belief or or from another culture right. it's like surely as long as you're not as long as you're not like you know wearing it to a rally to kick them out the country I'm pretty sure that you're not, you're probably not being the most disrespectful human being you can be. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there is a line of like, like uh, recently the Pope received a headdress um, from a native American um, nation. And a lot of people were kind of like, no, that was bad because they have a lot of significance in um, like spiritual beliefs. Right. So like something like that, like, you know, if, if I, if I'm not like a practicing member of, of religion, example, um, yarmulkes, why are you going to wear a yarmulke if you're not Jewish, right? Like, what is the point? And so like, sure you can, but a lot of the times I kind of feel like, why, why? But also, yeah, it's not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also like. Yeah, I don't see any issue with people wearing a kimono, um, especially because Japanese people actually really enjoy it when people who aren't Japanese wear kimonos. Yeah. But in the same vein, like, don't erase that, too. Don't erase the... Uh, a, a big thing that people do here in the U.S. is that they'll um, make recipes that are based on, uh, based on, like, 
a recipe from another country or another culture so like but say Nigeria just claim it it's their own right uh, or like yeah but claim it's they created it like um recently i've seen people do that with kimchi or um elote like you know so like you know they'll they'll make something that is literally kimchi of a cucumber right and then just call it like kimchi. my <laughs> right like my my different kind of of cucumber that i've made yeah. that i that i had thought of like that's i think that's the biggest issue that people have is like the erasure of their own culture yeah which which i can understand but again that, that, that sounds a lot more american than anything because i feel like it's really it's really funny so like um i was watching a another podcast uh the flagrant podcast uh with uh andrew schultz the comedian and uh, he was interviewing KSI, who's a British YouTuber, if you've ever heard of him. Um, I've heard of him, and, yeah. yeah, and he was interviewing him, and, like, they, they got onto the topic of how, like, how they would define one of Andrew Schultz's um, fellow co- uh, co-hosts, because he's, like, um, Desi. Mm. Like, he's of a Desi descent, I think it was. Yeah. In England, we would call that Asian. That's Asian to us. Which like apparently is a foreign thing, and he made the he made the point to us that it's like well in England the first kind of people who came from the region of Asia were predominantly the Indian people, whilst for America mm. you guys kind of had the Chinese come over first yeah. for you. But um, one of the most beloved dishes that's made in uh, Indian takeaways because we have a lot of Indian takeaways in England. I think I feel I feel like I see one every hundred yards, um, because the indian like we've got such a heavy indian population in the country right. they, like we've 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 had the, we've had connections with india for so long we we, we, right. we took over them for god's sake like you know we're, we're gonna bring some people back it's only natural for for for, for conquering empires but um we there's a dish called chicken tikka masala right now it is one of the more preferred dishes for a lot of people like quite a lot of people i know eat chicken tikka masala Chicken tikka masala is not an Indian food. It was made in Scotland. Like, it is a Scottish thing that was made using the Indian style. The Indian, like, people of, like, uh, though, know that it's so popular and they think it's, you know, they think it's good and they seem to have no issue. They, they, they started selling it to us. They were like, you people have made a new dish. It's ours now. They appropriated it from us, if anything. Most people forget it's a Scottish-born, like, dish. Like, people are just like, nah, it was never made in Scotland. You're like, it, it wasn't made in India. <laughs> it was made here. It's like, it's a Scottish, like, dish. And it's like, but no one cares. I'm like, well, take our dish. We don't, we don't give a shit. If the Scottish did something with your food and made it better. But I think, again, because we're such an integrated society, we've had these guys around with, with pretty equal rights to us for such a long time. Because, like, I always forget how late your civil rights movement actually, like, was. 60 years ago, yeah, it yeah. was, like, and, nothing. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, like, it, I, I forget that it was such a, 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 a recent, like, my grandfather was alive for the day that yeah. you guys said, black and white kids can go to the same school. My Whilst, like, parents were alive. Yeah, but, like, for, for, for me... My grandfather was born, and black and white people could go to the same pubs already. Like, in right. England, like, there's there's a lot of stories about, um, like, black units from America uh, who came out to the UK during the Second World yeah. War. Yeah, yeah, I know and, what, yeah. Like, <laughs> we've, 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 in England, we've all heard a lot of the stories, which is that, like, we were beloved 
by the the black people of America because they came to this country and we were like, if you if you're gonna die on the shore next to us, you're drinking in the pub next to us. Like, right. you're our equals here. Like we we don't. It's one of those where it's like that's that's over eight years ago now for us. Like I can't remember the exact time that we kind of like made everyone a true equal to us, but it's just because it's been so long. Who, who cares? Everyone's an equal in right. in in England, and it was one of those where it's like I didn't realize that it was so recent until like I I think I had heard one of those stories, and I was like, shit. I'm like the Second World War wasn't that long ago. I was like, and the idea that like America was still saying we we're not going to let you serve alongside your fellow countrymen if they're white. Uh, we're gonna keep you in like separate separate divisions because we don't want you with the whites and like to the fact that like even in england it's it's one of those um very there's a there's a pub up in i think it's london if i remember correctly that uh famously famously pissed off the american army essentially by the american army saying look you can't let like the blacks come in and drink with you because that'll that'll make them feel like that that should be how they're treated back home and that's right. not what we've got back home like you know it's going to be a problem like black and white people can't can't drink in the same pub so the the bar owner's response was no whites allowed <laughs> because that was how they wanted to handle it because they're like fuck off they're like it, it shouldn't be a problem so if you're gonna right. if you're gonna tell me that i have to segregate fuck you i'm gonna let them in because they don't deserve the oppression and it, and it was like it's one of those where it's like 1940s england was i've always said like england's quite lucky because of the amount of invasions and the conquering of lands and how we've kind of consumed so many different cultures over the years we're lucky and i think we don't realize it in england especially that we are so diverse that like we are almost blissfully ignorant to the concept of like i feel almost racism at times because it's so almost few and far between comparatively to to america that like it's just it's insane like people in england i think take more raw emotion from what goes on out there for you because we don't have that kind of stuff happening like the george floyd thing caused major like people were protesting in the streets of england about like george floyd and it's like in the nicest way that's america our government got fuck all to do with that. If they're if if they've got corrupt bad police, like that's America's job to deal with. We we can stand here in solidarity, boys, but it's like it's nothing to do with us. Like that's right. It's like you're not out here marching for gay rights in like you know the Middle East, are you? So blatantly, we're a bit fifty fifty on where we think <laughs> we should stand for international politics yeah. <laughs> and our right to protest on it. But because that's i i always say if you're not going to stand there and protest for everything else in the world when it happens like maybe you shouldn't stand there and protest when you feel like it's a good thing to post on social media it was like the whole blackout for black lives matter like i literally i looked at my friend who did it and i said i won't do it and they were like why that's so offensive i'm like it's not my country it's not happened here i'm like we don't have such a racial problem like that i'm like we have racism i'm sure there might be racism within the police but i'm like you know for the most part I'm like we're we're good. I said I think it's you know if you're an American and you want to show solidarity for 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 the life that was taken, cool. But I'm like in my opinion, I'm like as an English person who has no say in how America operates, no ability to truly contribute to it. I'm like I don't see why I should almost clout chase the death of another individual <laughs> from a country that's not my own. Yeah. Just because you think it's 
woke or whatever you want to call it these days because i'm sure woke is a trigger word now for for people and you're not allowed to you're not allowed to do it but it's one of those where it's like i i i I, I, the amount of people who who almost riot when america does something and you kind of stand there in this country you're like how attached do you think we are as a nation like we have a special friendship as we like to call it we've been allied nations since everything kind of fell apart pretty much like i think you know you won your war of independence we pissed off you tried to try to make some moves on canada we came back we burnt down the president's house and we pissed off again and it's like since then we've all kind of sat there and gone with you know what it's fine it's all right you know what you you got the country we burnt down your 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 oval office it's funny isn't it it's like it's all good now (laughs) tip for tat you get all that land and all we got to do was burn down a building it's just but leave Canada the fuck alone, you know? It's not yours. Yeah. And like That was how we kind of decided to handle it. And it's like, we've been friends ever since. And it's like, so yeah, we're, we're, we're close, but it's like, but we as, a, we as a nation, I don't think should have an input on how another nation chooses to act entirely. I'm like, I think we should be able to, to kind of agree. That's not nice. We don't like how this country works. It's like, but i was raised under the 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 belief it's like my my mother doesn't like the whole seal hunting that goes on in canada yeah yeah no maple syrup in my house ever in my in my childhood never any maple syrup because as far as my mum's concerned buying a product that's produced in the country you dislike and giving money into the economy of the country you dislike is is stupid if you stand by your principles and they do stuff that you don't like as someone who's not a member of that country who can't vote on how things change the only thing you can do is withhold your income from them it's like you might not hurt them but if everyone tomorrow said do you know what no more money's going here until that country sorts its shit out that's a lot of money that a country can lose quickly and it's it's one of those where it's like you know similarly she didn't like bullfighting so whilst that was legal in spain no spanish products in the house because we don't want to support a country that that neglects animals and and thinks it's okay to be altruistically violent to them for for no good reason right (laughs) and you sit there and you're like that's that that makes more sense but like i said it's like no one wants to sit there and riot in the streets every day that in in um where like the uae it's not okay to be gay or and and things like that like no one wants to sit there and say oh well in syria they still get stoned for being gay we should protest the streets until it's like because i feel like the only time anyone in england wants to riot about international problems it's america and it's because it's all over social media it's like you don't you don't care if it's not not on there and that's where i draw issues with how people choose to act with 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 those kind of movements is because i'm like yeah like again it's an american thing i feel like i should be allowed to put my two cents into the world i'm like but i don't think i should need to to flood the streets and show all of this other stuff that it's like i can't affect america i'm like america's for the americans to sort out i'm like our our home country still has issues if you're going to take fucking problems with it it's like stop focusing on the shit that's going on outside like outside your own house it's like it's like the living room's estate the kitchen's on fire why are you worried about the dog pissing on your tree it's like no one cares about the dog that's taking a shit on the sidewalk outside yeah (laughs) put out the fire in the kitchen tidy up the living room you know the baby's about to jump off the balcony like there's a lot going on here why are we fucking looking out the window at someone else going "Mm, can't believe someone's doing that like it's, it's it's similar with the gun law of just like 
again, as English as English people, I think we should be allowed to say maybe you need to 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 to, to reduce the guns. But past that, we should shut the fuck up, stay inside, and leave America to kind of America. And if if Americans want to hear yeah. British people's opinions, come to us. We'll give them to you freely. We don't. We don't mind ripping into to, to, to like how the Americans choose to behave or anything like that, you know. We're, we're always happy to get a bit of the grief out from the uh, from the like the uh, War of Independence. We're, you know, we're not we're not we're not bitter about it, but it's not nice when a nation pretty much destroys your entire empire for you. So, <laughs> which is what it pretty much I think felt like to the British people losing a massive landmass as they sat there and were like pretty much just shown that the empire is weak <laughs> it's like i mean yeah we stretched ourselves but <laughs> that was that was one of the first in a long line of <laughs> of of vies for independence from the uk <laughs> yeah it's uh it, well the, the the funny thing is i think people don't realize so we don't call it the empire anymore but we still have something called the british commonwealth right yeah which holds 51 nations which are which means that there's essentially 51 countries that still put the queen on their money she's still the head of state there like she is still yeah. the figurehead of their country right and it's like it's all really small countries like we had jamaica and places i think it was jamaica that recently left taking us from 52 yes. to 51 and it's stuff mm -hmm. like that where it's like at the moment a lot of talk in england is actually focused on what will happen because as the queen gets older what what we have to then do is the royal family then has to travel to all of these countries very quickly like the queen will pass away william and philip and all of them will well philip not philip charles philip died yeah <laughs> william Phil, and yeah. charles and all all that they're, they're gonna have to attend the funeral they'll attend it and then next thing you know charles has to like get on a plane or like charles becomes the king of england sorry then it's like he has to get on a plane and get out of the country He's got to go to all those countries and and like essentially convince them to not leave the Commonwealth, which like a lot of the news has essentially kind of suggested a fair few countries may, when the Queen passes away, kind of elect to remove themselves from the Commonwealth because it's you know it's a it, it's unnecessary. We don't need to be in it. Like, Makes sense. Yeah. The 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 only thing I can say that the Commonwealth really offers anyone is we have the commonwealth games every year which you can only take part in if you are part of the commonwealth so you know if you like your your, your olympic style sporting event essentially i wouldn't leave but jamaica did it and they've got the fastest like bloody runner alive like they're the fastest bastard out there and like they still went now nah, we don't need to take home some more gold medals right. so obviously it's not that important to anyone <laughs> Yeah. might as well just agree to move on from it but like for us that's that's all we've got left is just some countries that like to compete against us for sport every year like there's well, no real value in them <laughs> i mean the u.s never called themselves an empire like we never called ourselves the, an empire but yeah, we we have <laughs> we have territories so you know um hawaii it's, was it's, a it's territory like call them territories yeah Hawaii was a territory before it became a state. Uh, Puerto Rico is a territory. The U.S. Virgin Island, like a bunch of a bunch of um, areas. Texas was practically a territory before it came. <laughs> it's practically still a territory in it. Uh, Texas was actually part of Mexico, and then the U.S. Yeah, and then took the over U.S. came along. Texas, like, yeah, <laughs> coming with us. Yeah. Texas, like, now nah, we good, and they're like, come here, come on. 
<laughs> to be fair, I saw something pop up the other day that Texas is because I, I I I find Texas incredible of all the states because it's the one that's like the least owned by your government. Like Texas, I've, I'm like you don't you, Texas doesn't have the fucking right to have a government. It's too big, and like the government has nothing in it. If you own two percent of Texas, you are not in Texas. <laughs> You've yeah. barely taken a corner of the top of it. Like, like you know, the rest of it still belongs to private owners. And, I, and like, in hearing that, I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm like, that's, 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 that's an independent country. That, and I, I get now why Texas has always got that, like, I've been told that Texas is quite a, almost independent from the United States in its own mindset all the time, there... kind of... <laughs> They've actually recently been debating about wanting to leave the United States, which, I mean, the U.S. would never allow, but, like, there there have been... I'll say this. Well, what are you going to do? That's, like, the most gun-heavy part of your entire nation. Like, one bomb in there, you're going to ignite so much fucking ammo, everyone <laughs> in America will die from the shots. Like, you can't do anything to Texas. It's huge and filled with with weaponry. <laughs> Well, the the U.S. would definitely try to try to stop them. I mean, there are ways that like legally a state can succeed, but I think they have to have like forty other states agree to them leaving. So it's 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 really difficult to do it legally. I mean, they have their own power grid, like completely independent of any other state, don't they? So like they pretty they do, agree. and it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, I I saw from all the power outages that they were mm -hmm. they, they seem to have gone through. But you know, if they want to be an independent like country with that that electricity grid, that's yeah, you know, more power to them for it. I say, but I I saw something that was saying like apparently a load of housing in Texas at the moment has been getting bought up for like the social housing or something which means it's like essentially being bought up by the government which i'm not too sure about but i heard that and i was like that's gonna start being interesting isn't it if texas starts <laughs> having more land taken to to the government because it's like mm, we don't like you as it is like they from what i understand of the history with texas it's like they they kind of reluctantly got dragged into america with their heels firmly dug into the dirt like i'd rather not though and america's kind of there like look if you come with us or you kind of die with the mexicans over there i don't care which side you pick but we'd rather not kill our fellow countrymen so <laughs> make your mind yeah what's happening and <laughs> yeah which is yeah yeah but I, I i it's one of those where it's like america's history is quite funny for that because it's like whilst whilst you, you you went off and did stuff like that it's then like the state of if i remember correctly it's wyoming was like the first place to ever really give women the vote and give women like an equal like an equal kind of treatment and it was because wyoming had realized that the entire like western movement only really worked because women moved and yeah. encouraged men to build all of society around them because like and yeah it was because women moved and they built like say a, a brothel but who gives a shit what they had to build like they, they were like yeah but without the brothel like we wouldn't have built every town from here to yeah. the east coast they were like you need it's women true. it was like the only state and it was like that because i remember it being um it was like their one condition to joining america was like look you can say every other every other state can say women don't have a right but here in wyoming women have the right to vote and it's like one of those where it's like how does your country have such a vast difference that it's like some people don't have the right to land but over here we're like we've we've, yeah. we've jumped the gun they've got they've got the right to vote before any other nation up here just because we're like we've realized there's some there's some value to be had here 
And it, I mean, that's... It's like, I find the country incredible for the fact that you have, like, such just very differences about such minor things. But, like, it's such different times. It's like yeah. some places you're really, really ahead of the curb. But then others, it's like you're, you're, you're somehow so far behind. Well, yeah, like, California is always... California and New York are the most progressive states in in the the country for sure and like you know california is talking about starting a ubi and you know socialized medicine and all of this and then we have other states that like you know you you can't do anything <laughs> so when you when you say like progressive like <clears throat> do we mean and do you mean in the sense of like the the legalization of things like gay marriage and and like rights or is it like progressive because i heard recently california i think it was was like considering a weird like change to how work will go so that like you have a four-day work week or something like that yeah so like when i say progressive generally at least in the u.s i'm not sure how how it is in other places but like in the u.s when people say progressive they generally mean more um like left um Best, so like, like yeah values of the the more socialisty kind of style of, mm -hmm. of yeah we should care about the people less about uh, yeah <laughs> less about the yeah. bullshit so yep. uh, so out of curiosity then like for, for you with 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 america do you consider your do you do you, like do you kind of agree to the um the 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 belief that america is this like place that was built on white white supremacy and kind of like yeah it's do, do you feel it's still negative to to like people of different uh different nationalities backgrounds and all of that to the like at this point in time or yeah because like you know yes we were we uh, we wouldn't be the strong nation we are without slavery like that that's you can't because our economy was built on that right so so you know, you create a country that's founded on damping people down, and then it takes another hundred years for them to even be considered equals in law. And that was only 60 years ago. You can't tell me that there are, that all of the laws, all of the laws we have, the millions of laws we have, or however many laws, none of them still affect pe people groups negatively. You can't tell me that. I mean, you know, I, so I, I, yeah, I've never, I've never read through every American law book, so I, I, well, I'm, yeah, not yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stand and be like, no, 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 there is not a single law there. All right, like right. in in England, I think it was really funny. I think it was 2012. Um, we we technically like made it, we technically abolished slavery. I think it was in like 2012. This is how weird it is, because we've we've we have like laws that are so outdated that we don't actually look at, but they're still technically laws. And it was like technically up until 2012, you could still buy a person, even though there was a law saying you can't buy a person. Right. <laughs> we had we hadn't abolished it. We had just made it illegal and left the law in saying it's fine to still buy people. And it was like there was a law up until around the same time, which was called the rule of thumb, which is a really interesting law, because what it is, is that a man can beat his wife with any object so long as no wider than the width of his thumb because you know if you're gonna hit your missus don't use something big you, 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 right. be, be kind to the woman you know you don't need to use a full <laughs> fucking shovel like a, a bit of bamboo will do just fine so like that was a law that was like in place and technically still valid even though we had laws saying well you can't beat people now it's like we we have outdated laws so i'm i can only imagine that america 
has probably got some hidden in the background that are still completely ridiculous. I'm sure that you'll still find in like a hundred years time that there's some law that was missed about lynching. Like it would just be one law. Yeah. It's like there's no way you could get away with it, but just no one looked at uh, looked back and went, "Oh shit, that's still actually in our law." <laughs> like no, 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 you can't lynch anymore just because a black guy walked past your house at two in the morning. Like it's not right. how it works. But like, I mean, I i can i can see where like the whole it, it it's built on slavery thing comes from and like i i understand that especially with again young countries so recent people have only just gained this and i come from a place where it's a bit older and a bit more more different and we've kind of we've got some real almost like progress past it i think because again it's just it's been it's been there longer we we haven't had these these issues but like at the same time it's uh, it, i think like I, I look at it as like I feel like though America has some some issues that affect you by by race for sure and whatnot and like I think that the bigger problem for like America when it comes to the race like race and law is definitely law enforcement like whether it's just a, a shit vetting process or you don't train them enough or frequently enough or whatever it is like it's hard to to make an efficient police force yeah. you know like how yeah. many police officers is too many police officers how many patrols is too many like how, how how much money do i pump into a police force before it starts looking like a totalitarian state of dictatorship where you know there's there's all so it's like i, I can imagine there are some concerns with overfunding as well as underfunding which i think right. I think like the whole defund the police thing I, I didn't agree with the defund the police thing like in america i kind of sat there and i was like if anything really your answer is meant to be increase the police funding so that they have to go through say like weekly specialist training to prevent this kind of shit from happening like you you should be increasing the money to to increase their training as opposed to trying to take the money away from them because it's like the racist guy doesn't doesn't give a shit like that racist dude he doesn't he doesn't give a flying fuck whether you defund the police or not really to him like he's still going to be a racist but it's like if you can at least try and train these people to make sure that no one else is going to sit there and be like what do we do in this situation and shit like that or oh shit what what do we do about larry like can we can we can we tackle down a fellow officer because no one is trained to know what their their, their limits of power are and like i've i've seen a lot of auditing videos and it seems like half the time a lot of police officers don't know the the law of the area so it's like i think if yeah. anything it's like you watch that and i'm like if anything surely you'd be there going nah 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 we need to we need to put more money into this so that they actually fucking know what they're meant to be doing because <laughs> like these guys think... blatantly don't know what they're doing yet <clears throat> that that's definitely part of it like better training longer training because our police force does not have very long training um, do, you know, do you know how long it takes to train to become a police officer for you, oh, you guys? like what i months? don't remember the exact um we do it in hours <laughs> even if it's 120 hours the fact that it's like yeah no we just you know if you sit through 120 hours worth of like online courses you're a police officer by the end of the week <laughs> yeah i forget what it is it's not like there are um i know that it's less than it takes to get a hairstylist license it's, yeah see like that's that's concerning right. Right. That, that, that I could I I could become a law enforcement officer faster than I could become a hairdresser is probably right. probably um, a big issue. Yeah. But like But I think I I think one of the other major problems is that like I don't know how you know, I've been to other countries but I've never thought to ask something like this, right? 
like for in the UK, your police, do they have a strong bond with each other? Do they have a strong like a brotherhood type of feeling with each other? Um, interesting. So I would say my I had two brothers so uh, i don't know if you have this we have something called a uh like community support officer i think is what they were they're, they're called um pcsos yeah pcsos which are unpaid members of the public they don't have the full rights of a police officer but they have some rights of like the police officers mm. essentially they are volunteers they go through training and both my older brothers did this and then one of my older brothers advanced something that's called a special constable which is essentially an individual who's not paid, has the full power of the police, and has gone through like the police training to to get that position. Like I don't know the ins and outs exactly, and like the way that they would talk about the guys that they used to work with because they both stepped out of the uh, policing now. But the way that like, they would talk about it, I would say yeah, they have quite a strong sense of community and brotherhood amongst each other. And um, I I dated a girl whose father was a police officer and I uh, I went through a um, arrest at one point and he was actually like the arresting officer. And like, he was really chummy with all the guys, like to the point because he knew me from like years prior and like me and him have always gotten along. Like um, he literally like says to them like, oh, you're right boys. He's like, if I'm honest with you, he's like, you can keep him uncuffed until you get to the police station. They're like, he's, he's, he's sound as he's like, he's not going to do anything stupid. Like, they're like, you can take my word for it or don't, you know, the game and all that. Right. Kind of, like they're really chill out with like, they're really calm with each other. So I'd say like, there is that sense of community, but like at the same time, I don't, I, I don't feel like it's, the same sense of community that i feel like i see from american police with like the whole of uh, blue lives matter flag or whatever it is that yeah like back the, the blue blue lives matter yeah yeah like that but then we we have a lot less less uh deaths with our police because of you know the lack of gun crime well, so it's it's, it's yeah. one of those where it's like we don't have to consider that as much so i'm sure that that kind of devalues the bond that you feel if like you know there's high risk in the job for sure my older brother actually attended a um a, a, he got an award for attending like the scene of a um shooting it was a crossbow bolt that like had shot the guy and i think if i remember correctly he he got there like he sent like the guy he was with got sent to chase down the guy with a crossbow whilst he was there with this guy bleeding out crossbow like bolt through him and like it was one of those where it's like that's a rare moment where you think shit he could die because if that guy's got like a fully loaded crossbow and a bolt and he turns and he fires it and just by luck it's like he's he's not coming back kind of thing and but for the most part again it's just i think the the, the lack of the lack of like real threat to to our lives kind of reduces the 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 bond that like our police probably experience as much yeah that makes sense because you know if you're not if you're not worried that you're going to attend your best friend's funeral at the end of the month then right you probably don't need to be so so tight-knit and worried about yeah. each other like you know stabbings happen and police do get attacked but for the most part i think as well like in england we have a much better relationship with our police which part of it comes to that I, I feel like yours probably have abused their powers a lot easier over time. Yeah, and I agree. definitely based on the race front, like they have had some very excessive abuses of it, similar to, but it's like we've, 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 we've had police officers, especially in like the last couple of years, I feel like we've had a lot come out about police officers abusing like powers or 
kind of like using who they are maybe to like we've we had a police officer who's just recently been done if i remember correctly for murder we had another one who was done for sexual assault on like his his first night off in four nights or whatever and he went to the next town over and like uh, sexually assaulted a young a young woman and like you know these and the the, the big thing about them is that because our police are usually quite big quite strong people like you ain't you ain't beating one of them off my older brothers are, uh, are like quite similar in my size prior to them joining the police i'd, I'd have told you doesn't matter i, I can I, I could probably kick one of their asses not both at the same time but once they had joined the police no no chance like they are trained now they are capable of taking you down in any situation so it's like i think but again like our police are very kind of well trained to to kind of understand you can't abuse this power like what you as a police officer have to kind of hold yourself to a standard above the law like you have to almost be the exemplary citizen because otherwise i don't know how easy it is to become a police officer in uh in america uh i don't know how much like background checks for example i don't know how far into background checks you would go to become a police officer but like in england when my older brothers wanted to do it they had to background check me mm. and like all the immediate family and like best friends and things like that because we need to make sure that these two who are going to join the police haven't got a friend who was a drug dealer four years ago and got locked up because they might have empathy towards other drug right. dealers and things that like sense. that and they got you got to make sure that like i'm not some guy who's really good at tax tax fraud and because then you know well they, they might be lenient towards anyone else committing tax fraud because his brother's done it and it's so like we are very kind of i feel like tough on how you can even become a police officer mm. like you have to you have to do a lot like it's testing it's the background checks and the, the rest of it that makes it quite quite hard so i think like in in a way we have a lot more respect for the police because they've done so little to to think that we shouldn't respect them and then they, they 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 go through a lot so it's like we kind of i think we almost feel comfortable that these are the people that our government our, our our law has said these people they're the people who meet the criteria to protect you and and the law itself so like we kind of feel a lot safer with them i think and especially the lack of gun carrying for sure right. like i i couldn't imagine like um you guys for example when you get pulled over you can't just hop out the car can you no no like you hop out the car i've heard like horror stories where people that, have like hopped out that's the car dangerous. Not realizing boom gun on them and they're just like yeah. what are you doing like get yeah. that and it's like what the fuck do you mean get that I've got fuck all. and it's like uh, in england we tend not to but i have on occasion just opened the door gotten out and just stood up next to the police officer and gone you're right mate and like oh yeah 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 speeding all right yeah yeah and no, i'm sorry blah 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 and like I, I, I that's how i naturally would communicate with the police and the idea that like that's like i saw something about police might get this thing that like extends out from the front of their car and lean like goes up to the like the driver's side window on pullovers so that they can like with a camera confirm it's safe to even approach the vehicle and like uh. that's a concept and like i saw that and i'm like do you not think that the problem is maybe not it's not the safety of approaching a vehicle yeah. it's it's the mentality you've been approaching them the last 30 years that's yeah. put everyone at, it's like 
because you have the rule of like if you've got a firearm you've got to tell me and it's like okay but it's like so then they'll ask you to show show them the firearm but at the same time don't reach don't, for it and you're yeah, like don't how move do too i quickly. fucking show you a gun and not reach for the gun and like what's considered too quick and it's like it's my right to carry it but if i have it on me there's a higher chance that my own protectors will shoot me because they might think i'm a threat and it's like there is so much danger and it's like look i get that you're on high alert as a police officer because anyone's a threat to you our police are on high alert as well but they just carry a taser pepper spray and a lot of faith that and it's i think that this is a big part of it is like it's a big almost trust system between us with our law enforcement we trust that our law enforcement will always do right by us and our law enforcement kind of almost trust that we aren't going to attack them like we we kind of have a 50 50 if i'm not being an ass i've had many confrontations with the police over my life and it's like i i've never i have never been physically handled in a bad way like i said i've been arrested once for um like some personal family stuff that was going on and it's like when that happened the 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 normal rule for detaining someone is that you cuff their hands behind their back obviously and all that i when i went into the police station i was in what they call a front stack so i don't know what your handcuffs look like but ours are like almost this solid single unit so like you can't move like your arms are locked in a position you can wrap your like you can do that but you couldn't move your arms up and down or anything like there's no chain it's these solid block units and it's like i walked in and i had my arms in front of me like that and like they have to then explain that i am calm and i won't do anything so they felt like it was okay for them to put me in such a dangerous position where i could literally slam my arms over and hold one of them as like a hostage if wanted kind of thing and it's because they trusted that i was so calm the entire time there was no reason to consider me a threat and then the guy literally went well if he's that calm you can just take the cuffs off him now and get on with everything like it doesn't yeah and it's so again i think like we have a very different way of dealing with the police because i don't feel threatened by my police and my police therefore don't really feel threatened by me whilst where if you feel threatened by your police your police feel probably threatened like will feel threatened by by you yeah for 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 the vice versa of it and it's like you know hard to hard to be a good member of law enforcement if you feel like every time you go to speak to a member of the public they might kill you and hard to be a member of the public if every time you meet the guys who are meant to protect you from murderers you feel like you're gonna get murdered it's it's a very like again it's i think that it's definitely it's definitely a a matter of training training law enforcement to to improve in 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 that front a lot more like um a lot a lot more than uh, they they get now i think i i saw recently it's something like miami has like one of the lowest crime rates at the moment and it was like because of the fact they've got a higher increase in funding like to their police mm. and stuff like that and it's like so the proof the there's proof out there that the more money you pump into these people like you know the safer the safer maybe the community feels and the more well trained they are and the more people feel like they can interact with them and they're not a threat it's like apparently you've got major reductions in crime and everything else because there's a high police presence but no real threat it's like you're not getting police shootings and it like if you if, if you can see that putting more money into them seems to be a benefit in places then it makes it makes logical sense that it's probably worth trying everywhere 
except for Texas, right. which is like a private army to itself anyway. <laughs> so I, I, honestly, I don't know how Texas operates. Texas just as a state has, has, has always confused me. <laughs> I've, I've never met such an independent state in all my life. It, it, it's incredible. But like, so with, with the whole racism though, of like the whole, the country was founded upon the, the slavery. Again, it's, it's a recent history, which I think is the bigger, the bigger part of it, which I can completely agree with. Like, yeah, the country was, was built on, built on slavery, but then I'd also go with, but so was nearly every other well, well working country in this, in this day and age. The only countries that you kind of like, no, didn't have slavery or some form of are the countries where we took most of the slaves from and the countries are still in some form of disrepair now whereas like england we had slaves egypt they had slaves like you're everyone in europe had slaves it was kind of part of the whole conquest of land like it wasn't about whether they were black or white it was about the fact i found your land you've not got a gun you've got a stick i've got a gun so guess who's coming home with me and like yeah it was wrong we can all look back and say okay so slavery slavery was wrong i would say that you know for for the time you know slavery made sense like if you if you look at it through like the historical like ways of things it's like you know yeah it made it made logical sense to to have slaves back then you know this is this is a time where people lived on like less money than than you live on like at, at the poorest levels of the world now and things like that like we're talking about like there are there are times where people were living on the equivalent of like a dollar a day in today's money and things like that and it's like so yeah free labor when there was no money it makes sense but it's like <clears throat> again you've, you you're too fresh off the uh, off of all the negatives to to be able to maybe <laughs> kind of get past it yet but it's like I feel like in you know a hundred years time, a lot of people might kind of go with, well, actually, yeah, maybe it wasn't too bad that that like it happened. And it's like I I I always kind of make the the joke of it, which is that I'm like, well, it's like if if you didn't like, it's like if you if you want to call it like you know wrong and it's all it's all that, it's like you you're more than welcome to also then turn around and say, well, we probably shouldn't use all these things that have come from the 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 mean white people who took us away from from our lands or the mean british people who kidnapped us it's like it's a it's a vice versa if we want to if we want to play slavery was bad in in 2020 it's like sure but slavery was bad in 2020 and we should all feel bad it's like fine but if you if you're gonna make us feel bad and hate us that much it's like remove yourself from everything that coming here provided you and then tell me that what we've done was was terrible it's like history was terrible but what we're doing now just isn't like i'm sure that there's again in america i'm sure there's still institutional racism like i've heard that like black people get a much crueler sentence in 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 courts comparatively to white people and it's like that shit that's where you need to focus on on your problems but i feel like the whole like looking at it from from oh yeah but it was all built on the on the backs of oppressing others and it's like every every great nation that exists was pretty much built off of the back of enslaving enslaving other people somewhere along the lines like we've we've all got a dark part of our history where it's happened and it's like and once we kind of move past it it's like um i think if you look at is it called liberia the the african nation that's was set up by the american people yeah yeah liberia i i always like to go with we don't like people don't talk about liberia very much as like a, a a point of what they of what was done but it's like 
if it was all that bad, I'd like to point to the fact that they tried to send as many black people home as possible because they were that racist. Like when they said, all right, you're free. If you want to be in America, you're going to get paid and you're going to get treated equally. A lot of people were like, well, like, like the government were like, yeah, sure. Or if you want to hop on a boat and go back to uh, where your ancestors came from, we'll whack you on that boat. We've, we've bought the land for you. And it's like, I'm, I, I sit there and I'm like, without trying to sound... <clears throat> like cruel about it is one of those where it's like i kind of go well the people who truly felt like what had happened was was terribly wrong and there was no no want to be around these these horrible racist men like they all fucked up and they went back home like they went back to 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 liberia and they 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 they, they i'm like it's not good like liberia needs some work america probably didn't set it up the best but you know it, 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 again it's it's the times we're talking about a long time ago they did something like this it, it maybe hindsight is is 2020 but you know in the time they were a little far-sighted but it's one of those where i'm like it's you if you've if your family have stayed there and it was like your family have stayed there once it was the abolition of slavery and it's like and you didn't you didn't have your like ancestors go back home it's like right. you've become part of this this society you can't now say it's all built on on the slavery because it's like you've you've decided to stay and and take charge in trying to make this country even even better and it's like you said 60 years ago they they became a, a true equal or that supposedly a true equal to you <clears throat> again with, with with some laws that kind of or some judges that kind of don't let that equality right. exist but like for the same part i would always say that it's one of those where it's like but if if your families have decided to stay for so long i'm like do you not feel like it's now you can't say oh well it was built off of racism because it's like well yeah but if it's that bad like you you had opportunities people had the opportunities to to leave it's like you're here now i wouldn't sit here and complain but i would i would say that the answer is to almost take the action that you feel is 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 necessary and it's like without without doing it badly for example like i think martin luther king is a fantastic representation of how you should handle a lot of problems which is you need this 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 one person who's this beautiful speaker who compels you to feel and all kind of come under that one banner and it's like that's where because i've heard a lot that's going on with the black lives matter movement apparently is a bit higgledy piggledy supposedly yeah. and like I've, I've heard apparently it's like it's become a bit more I want to say corrupt would be the word in the sense of like it's it's not corruption but it's it's like the money that that's that like comes in doesn't seem to be distributed to those who are truly suffering from what its message is standing for and it's like i think in the nicest way to that movement it's like that movement needed one person to to kind of be the new martin luther king who would sit there and and guide you through it because when you let like a large group of people almost try and do that it's like you're, it's disorganized you need you need like leader then the core support team and then again i i think that i, I look at a lot of the world like you've got to look at it like a business you have your ceo you have all the people on the uh on the board and then everything works from there because you've got the guy who's got the plan and is able to get everyone on side and you've got the guys who then do that their their few jobs but when you haven't got the the guy who's making all the plans at the top it's like you, you kind of almost lose lose track of where you're trying to go with 30 different people trying to give you 30 different directions for 
for an achievement i i said it back in like 2020 that i was like i feel like if they don't have like a solid leader at the front at like the foreground of it that i was like the, it, the black lives matter movement in my opinion will, will start to start to suffer issues which from again what i'm hearing it, it is but we don't seem to have the massive black lives matter movement kind of track out in the uk because it's not really a uk based <laughs> thing to consider yeah but um, yeah. again it, it's it's hard it's hard to negotiate like to, to to negotiate how america should work again with all of its with with such youthful exuberance of the nation that it is it's like you know if you look throughout history most civilizations last for thousands of years you're 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 a baby in the game of <laughs> in the game of of nation building and it's i i really think i think um what will eventually happen i don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime but I think what will eventually happen is that the United States will break apart, um, maybe not violently, but it'll break apart into different smaller countries because, you know, we're a very big country and I think we're finding out that like there are just too many differences between people on the West Coast and the East Coast and in the middle and in the South and in the North that like... I mean, it, you've got to consider with with just the land differences. You yeah. you have mountains in one area, deserts in another, and like these golden coasts and shitty seas in different areas. With with you have grizzly bears in certain parts of your country, and then you have crocodiles and gators in others. And like I've I've said it before, I think America works better if they just if you go with with fifty countries with one army, and that's the only thing we are is fifty countries that have gone with. But together, we have the best army. And like if your government were then main government we're, we're we're more we're your army guys all state all states have their independent law right. and there is no federal law anymore and it's like i feel like if your if your federalization was more the government of america is just we'll provide you infrastructure we'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll keep dealing with the outside world and like you guys get all the control of your laws and your freedoms and whatever you think is best for where you are because like the fact that you have state law and then like government law is is really weird because it's like you you can't i feel like you can't travel because i'm pretty sure don't you even have different laws depending on like what county you're in yeah Almost. i mean there are yeah. there are there are town laws there are county laws there are state laws there That's, are yeah yeah like, and people people in england think where i was born was weird because we had like rules about if you were born in the town you just got a few little like kind of skirt arounds like you could have campfires down on the river like down on the river and like the trail walk but only if you were a uh, they call them totnesians which is you were born and raised in totnes and it's like so you could get away with it even though there are signs saying no barbecues locals could kind of do it because screw you I mean, we were born and raised in totnes but if yeah, you were that from like sense. the next town over go to hell you don't have a right to do that that's our right town. that makes sense but yeah. like people yeah but in england people looked at that and they're like but that's just weird don't you think and you're like yeah yeah it is we're the only town that you like most people can name that had had its own set of rules saying so the locals can can break our rules but you guys can't because you're not locals and it's like i appreciated it but at the same time it's like we we shouldn't have had that stupid rule we should have just said no no one can have a fire down here it's stupid it's dangerous there are children there are animals there's wildlife like that's just don't start a fire <laughs> not <laughs> not don't start a fire if you're not born here <laughs> 
so it's like i i think like that's the thing that always like with america i think you guys the first thing you really need is like almost every state needs to just be given its freedom back and then every state needs to just go right these are my laws if you like it you like it if you don't fuck off to one of the other states <laughs> like because because that's that's my attitude with this like if you don't like it i was like you know, just, just piss off to one of the other places like go there it's it, 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 like you know if it's and i don't think it's easy but i don't think it's hard it's like uh someone said to me they were like well they were like you know what if you lived in texas and you don't agree with the whole abortion thing it's like it's not like you can just move to another state that easily it's like it costs money and it takes time and you have to find a job and i'm like well yeah but I was like surely if you want to move out of the state you can start looking for jobs without leaving the state it's like you can you can start that process and i'm like and yeah it's going to be hard but i was like you tell me in the nicest way like if someone said to you 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 no longer have a right to what you do with your body i was like and you well say i was like well say you lived in like uh somewhere in the middle east say you lived in syria and you're you're a woman now you're not like allowed to go outside and drive cars and all that would you would you would your advice to all the syrian women who who don't want to be in that position would it be no 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 just 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 you know live there and deal with it now that that's the rule or would you say to them just get the fuck out of syria like get to somewhere that's gonna give you the freedoms you want and i'm like and you're not in a war zone in texas i'm like you're in texas I'm, i mean you're, you, you just go i'm like you i'm like you can you can inconvenience yourself I'm like if someone told me i couldn't do something with my body that like i thought was a genuine right of mine such as abortion it's like i would go to the next place that lets it lets me do it as soon as possible and like if i had to live out the back of my car for four months to do so i'm like the right to my health feels more important to me than a roof over my head so it's one of those where like i i mean again i'm not from america i don't know how hard it actually could be to move like you could say oh no you try and leave that state like you are because this happens that happens this happens but it's like, to my understanding it's one of those where i feel like you should just kind of almost pack your bags and run like despite the risks i mean in that aspect definitely think of the united states as the eu right like sure you can travel i can go to west virginia anytime i want to right but moving to west virginia they have different laws about their cars they have different laws about you know, a bunch of different things. And then like, you know, if someone is very poor, because we have a huge poverty problem in the US, if someone is very poor, they don't even have a car. They don't have a way to get out of the well, city I've, they're I've, in, I've, less, I've, let alone. I've apparently heard the horror stories where like homeless people have cars and they get their cars taken away from them because yeah. how dare you live in a car, which I, I find that just terrifying. That I mean, most places, okay. most places it's illegal to sleep in a car really yeah i oh mean usually I'd usually in prison usually they don't care like usually it's not a big deal but if you're like parked on public property for two weeks and you're sleeping in your car for two weeks yeah they're gonna do something about it see like that that this is the thing like because again i don't get a lot of americans can offer me the insight i see that that's a massive issue and like that that does change how i can say like yeah now i get it it's a lot harder to leave than i thought it was because at least in europe like there aren't rules about staying in my car and there aren't like i don't have to do a lot like the only things that i think you have to do if you want to move like if you want to move countries in europe really is you have to like just re-register your car in in that country after three months like i think it is like yeah if you move like if your car moves to another country and it stays there for three months you have to re-reg like you have to register it for right. like 
those plates but past that it's like there's not much else as long as it's insured taxed everything else and like you don't even have to like do any real work to do it like you walk across that border for all they care like it's fine like we've i think we've made it a lot easier to obviously travel between one another than than it sounds that you have so again i can see that that's that's gonna yeah. be a horrible horrible challenge to have to face the idea of not being allowed to just jump in your car and piss off because the next state over has seven different rules yeah and i mean sure like like i said like i can go to west virginia anytime i want and i could go on vacation there i can move there if i want to it's just there are things like for instance i don't know if i don't know if the uk has like car inspections where you have to go to a mechanic and have them look at your car and make sure it's up to standard um yeah so we we call it a mot <clears throat> okay and like for, for but i don't know if it's maybe different but like for us an mot is like almost like a standard check like no leaks yeah no, no rust like all your tires are still right. legal your seat belts work the handbrake yeah. works indicators lights all those bits but yeah past that like that's 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 what yeah. we, our inspections are, okay yeah. um so like in some states they have emissions inspections where like you have to test how much co2 comes out of the car yeah. um in georgia you don't have to do anything you don't have to inspect your car at all so like imagine you're you're I'm in a really Georgia boys. That sounds great. <laughs> Imagine you're in like a really hard position in Georgia, right? And then you go to South Carolina and they pull you over because you don't have an inspection on your car. You know, like. Yeah, I can see like that. I mean, again, this is because America. I I forget how much it lacks like such nationalized things. Like for mm -hmm. us, don't matter where you are, an MOT is an MOT. In England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, they are all mot's they are all the same we check for the same things like there is no discrepancy between it we check to make sure your tires are legal you're not leaking oil everywhere there's no rust on anything important your emissions are within like the eu regulation standards for what a car is allowed to emit right but you know that's that's it like we don't have a second thing like that is all you get like you have to and it has to be done every year we have cameras on the road that like take photos of your car and they can run your number plate and then they'll send you fines in the post going with you right. if that car is now seen on the road again unless it's going to an mot you will get points like that is that is your license your insurance is going to go up like everything goes wrong for us so it's like that's 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 our generalized rule right. so yeah for, for us again it's just if i wanted to go scotland tomorrow there is no new law i need to learn to be in scotland <laughs> tomorrow like i can, yeah. i could i can be in scotland in, in an afternoon and that's it like i could move there there's nothing there's nothing new to learn or or challenge on 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 the move <laughs> yeah for me so yeah it, i mean it, that is that is honestly i mean i i didn't realize that like even your cars had such <laughs> i didn't i never thought that like even your cars could be such a point of contention between all of you that's that's truly quite a an amazing thing for me to to to, to learn and I think, like, with that, that, that might be the perfect way for me to end this, with my mind blown that America is even more complex than I ever give credit for. To the, can't, even, can't even agree on how a car should be looked after. Yeah. Like, I, you guys are like car infrastructure. Because, like, I, I, I love it, but I hate it. I always say it. It's like, Americans are always there, like, oh, the fucking roads are shit here, there, and everywhere. And it's like, well, you did make the infrastructure that relies solely on the car. 
It's like in Dude. England, the, the traffic shit, but we're pissed off because well, we've got trains and buses and every... Why the hell is the road busy? Why aren't all these idiots who are driving on a bloody train so I have a clear road to drive on kind of thing? Well, I like mean, you guys, you couldn't get to you couldn't get to the other end of the country on an Amtrak, could you? Oh so, no, no, that would take that would. I mean, we could, but that would take like a month to do yeah, on Amtrak. I, I, yeah. I looked at it because I was going to go and visit a friend and then visit another friend. Like I thought, oh, I've got friends in Pennsylvania. I was like, I'll see what the trains are like to get up to um, like Chicago, <laughs> essentially. Because I thought it would be like a day day long train yeah, ride because it's nope. a big country. My brain's <laughs> like that's a day constant train ride kind of thing with the stops. No, it was like three days, five yeah. days, six days. I think there was yeah. like a point where there's just no train for four days of it. So it's like, yeah, yeah no, so you just have to stay in this random, random state. And it's like, it, it wasn't even like it was a straight line. It's like I went from Philly and I'd have to go somewhere else to then almost curve back round to get down to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that that's your infrastructure. Like my, like my, my friend was like, yeah, no, everyone just flies if they need to go state to state to yeah. state. And I was like, yeah, that's. Maybe your first fixed point should be how do we get people from state to state to state without having to hop on a fucking plane every time? And it's like well, with all the space you've got, you could have like literally, you could have train tracks the same width as your like motorways or highways as you call them, and like you wouldn't even notice them as they're transporting at two hundred miles an hour from from one end of the country to the other. Well, I think part of the problem too is that like our trains that we have are slow compared to other countries. So like that's 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 what's happened in England. It's like we 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 used to have good trains, but now it's like they're really slow and they're looking yeah. at building a new one. They're calling it the high speed rail, and it's like yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be able to do like from Penzance to London in in two and a half hours, where the other one does it in like four, and it's like so it'll save you an hour and a half, and it's like cool. The Japanese have a train though that could go from the top yeah. of Scotland to Penzance, and it will do it in an hour and a half. So yeah, can we talk about how the, you're you're going to spend five, like five, ten billion pounds worth of taxpayer money to build a fucking train that's not going to even be the quickest kind of train? Like we're yeah. not upgrading it, we're just kind of improving it and <laughs> avoiding the avoiding the bad. Like our train tracks are on the in the south of England, they're built along the coastline where I live. So for like five years straight, the train tracks have been destroyed by the sea, where the sea oh. has managed to completely rip all the ground out from under it, shutting down yeah. the trains for months. That and like they sense. put in new barriers, just broke it and did it again. Put in some new stuff, broke it and did like it. It was one of those where like everyone like of the generations prior were like, well, when they put it in, they were debating: do we go via the center of Devon or do we go along the coastline? And they were like, they decided the coastline made more sense because it's got a better view. And I went, yeah, except for the fact they put it so fucking close to the coast that actually the beach is the other side of it ninety percent of the time in this area, and waves surprisingly destroy land. That's why yeah. we have cliffs that fall and shit, you know? It's not not our smartest move. And yeah, they, <laughs> they think that that's... But like, I always find it amazing that you guys don't have good trains because you, you had like the whole American railroad. Like that was a massive thing for you. Like you were building from one end of the country to the other. We're going to be able to get the gold. We're going to be able to get food. Like it's going to change America. It's like you put that one steam engine in and then you were like, never again. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> never again. No, like so much work for that. And it's like, yeah, you, I mean, you did do like a straight line across however many thousands of miles it is for America. <laughs> and it's like, it is a lot of work for that. And imagine now you've got to go up, down, left and right to all the other cities. Yeah. And they pretty much just looked and went, yeah, never again. Never yeah, again. We touch Pretty it. much. They're like planes. Planes from now on. <laughs> pretty much. And I think that's I like, do. you know, 
people people ask well why don't you just take a bus to work half the time most people work like and driving to work it takes a half hour to go like there is no bus to take us from this town to another town that's 20 miles away the, yeah i like because because of the space it's amazing because like i was um when i was out there in like 2017 it's like a mile from my 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 ex's house to um i want to say it was like a circle k or something like <clears throat> uh, like one of the main supermarkets yeah. it's like a mile now in england what's a mile i i walk like seven miles a day usually more for fun than anything else like I, I you know i walk around a lot i walk there there's no pavement nothing no 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 pedestrianized infrastructure i walked past my friends like my, my ex's mum, and she pulled over and was like do you want a lift and i'm or like do you want a ride and i was like no i'm just walking to the shop and she went but that's so far and i'm like it's like a mile like it's a mile each way and like i i bumped into her again later on i was like two miles the opposite side of the house at this point she was like what the hell i went well that shop didn't have what i was looking for so i walked over to this one and like i was like but i never realized it's just such distance i have no effective way of doing it like in a small sense like yeah. it is it's the road or it's it's the highway or fuck off like yeah it, it's one of those it's like it's not my way or the highway it's the highway or the highway you have no bloody choice you're following the highway like we made roads we didn't put in footpaths we didn't put in trains like yeah and I, i've even heard that apparently there are some jobs that like just won't let you go to work on things like certain forms of public transport um and things like that if like i from what i understand it's like the high-end jobs that are a bit more like bougie yeah. about your way to get into work like you can't just yeah. turn up here it's, but it's one of those where i'm like but you shouldn't have a say in how i get to work if i want to get to work on a bicycle if i want to get to work like being ridden there in a tuk tuk by a man in a pink tutu and nothing else like that's up to me like my getting my way to work's my choices what i'm doing once i'm here is kind of your your domain of <laughs> control yeah i mean it is it is i've uh i've heard at least that it is harder to find a job if you don't have a car um because a lot of because they want you to have reliable transportation and because we don't have reliable public transportation you have to be your own transportation yeah see like it, it it's that's inconceivable like there are some jobs that require you have cars in england but like my god the idea that you, <laughs> you have to you you have to have a car because you can't rely on anything else and it's like or, or that i think as well the fact that like you can't just get a job in in the place you live very often because it's like you live in the small town because it's nice and you have to work half hour hour away from and yeah. that's that's and it's like that's not considered far because that's just the next town over yeah it's not it's not a, it's not a two-hour drive away it's no i'm just going to i'm just going to the next town over and it's like you fucking the next town over is t the next town over from me is literally kissing the border of my town yeah like there are five towns where I live, they're all just touching each other. And you're like, how the fuck can you consider the next town over a two-hour I mean, drive away? <laughs> That's the capital in England. <laughs> technically, yeah, they are right beside each other, but we have so many small towns that literally have nothing in them that, like, to go to, like, but some of our towns are pretty large. Like, the town that I live in, um, the major grocery store is five miles away. And it's still in the same town. Five miles. 
Yeah. Is that is that driving or is the crow flies? Like, is that? I've just said that you've looked at me like I'm mental. Do you not not do you not have the term as the crow flies? No. Oh, no. so so as the crow flies is just an English term. It just means like in a straight direction. So we say as the crow flies is like if you were to look at it on a map and point A is here and point B is here. If you drive and like driving involves going up and then back down, but as the crow flies, it's just a straight line. So like that's how we. That's our way of saying, like, in a straight line, are you saying, is it five miles, like, from yours to there is five miles, but driving it's, like, ten? Or are you saying, like, five miles, and it's, like, a five-mile just drive, kind of? Um, so I live right off of um, the... I live right off of, like, the main road in our town, and the the Walmart is on the main road. So I guess, technically, it's as... The crow flies. As the crow flies, because you guys have got beautifully straight roads. You don't really turn left or right on half your roads. You just like half ah, fucking yeah. straight line. So, yep. I, fair, fair enough. But that's that's it. My nearest, like, we've got some little supermarkets, like small kind of convenience ones. Like they they do they do like a bit of everything, but it's nowhere near as many varieties. It's kind of like the main brands and a few own brands. But like my nearest main supermarket, I've got two. They're probably separated by. 0.3 of a mile uh maybe 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 half a mile at best and um they're both probably about a mile away from where i live and i'm probably like one of the furthest opposed ends in my town from where they are five miles is the next town over's main supermarket like <laughs> that's another town for me five miles is the next supermarket over, like in another town I can get to like five other supermarkets within five miles from my place that aren't in my town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like that I is have terrifyingly a, a, big. I have a smaller grocery store that, like, again, you know, it's not as it's not like the main place. I have a smaller grocery store near me, and I have some um, convenience stores. But besides that, yeah, there's not there's not a ton around that you could like go shopping at. See, I'll be honest, because you live in Pennsylvania, so you, so, so you understand this, but like my favorite place and it was it's really upsets me because you couldn't walk to them because they're not within a walkable location is actually wawa like wawa yeah. is like my favorite place i ever discovered <laughs> whilst i was out there and it breaks my heart it broke my heart that i couldn't just walk to wawa if i wanted to go wawa i had to get someone to drive me because wawa is like in the middle of the interstate like yeah where they yeah lived. and it's like every wawa i saw is like the middle of an interstate and i was like so how do you get there if you just want to walk? It's like, that's a convenience store. And they're like, well, it, yeah, but it's a gas station, really, isn't it? And I'm like, but so that's like a, that's a convenience store, though. It's like, that's got everything you need. And they're like, yeah, no, it's only accessible if you've got a car, though. And you're like, yeah, do you guys not walk that much that they don't even consider foot traffic? <laughs> it's like, there is no. no way of getting here without, without driving. And it's like, yeah, no, it's everything and it's such a distance it was like two and a half miles to it and again just no walkable route unless i want to start jumping through people's people's gardens and i don't know what the gun laws are in america can i get shot <laughs> for jumping through can i get shot for jumping through 12 fences looking like some sort of hoodlum because like that's not a risk i want to take <laughs> like you don't you don't want to hear like a bang and then just someone go oh bother that's that would be terrible to know that you've just shot a poor innocent british man who was just trying to trying to get to a wawa you know <laughs> <laughs> 
I, that's that's a great image that's a great the, image the, i love the that tr the tragedy of like you know that would be breaking news young british boy dies on his way to a wawa whatever the <laughs> fuck a wawa is they'd be saying on bbc <laughs> in, in in like independence war part two murder of a brit it'd be terrible it'd be terrible we wouldn't God save the Queen. If you, you want to see what true national pride is, watch England fall together <laughs> as you've just killed a fellow Englishman. It'd be like the first Brit to die in the uh, in in the uh, new American English warfare. <laughs> yeah. Go down in history. It'd be like the man that triggered it all. What's the name of the um like Austrian? Was he Austrian? Uh, the the guy who got shot for France was it Franz Ferdinand or something? The guy Ferdinand, yeah, start, yeah, to start the First World War. I'd be like him in America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Franz Ferdinand of the uh, the the British the British American War it would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean at least if England won, we could turn around and go. Do we just do we just take the land back? Do we go? You know what? You've had two hundred and fifty years of trying. We feel like you've not done a great job. Let's just roll it back. We'll start again. <laughs> give you give you a couple hundred years. You can war for your independence again. Then we'll see how it goes. Come on, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> But oh, honestly, mate, it has been it has been so fun talking to you. It has been super interesting. I I feel like I have learned loads, not just about D and D, but um, but just about America as well in a general. And thank you so much for for, for kind of sharing your opinions for and, me. And, and your stories. Um, if you if you again want to just remind everyone who's who's made it through to this part, uh, what like what your what your links are, and like obviously they'll all be in the description uh for anyone who is interested like all the links will be in the description but if you just want to remind everyone again <laughs> yeah um if you like dungeons and dragons and you like superheroes listen to call us casters it is an actual play dungeons and dragons podcast anywhere that you can get your podcasts um and you if you really want to follow me on social media you can follow me at don't look at me hng um on twitter and that's like don't look at me <laughs> so uh yeah you can follow me there, or you can listen to Call Us Casters, or both, you know? That's brilliant. <laughs> All right, everyone, <laughs> thank you so much for watching. Uh, th this has been This Week. Uh, have a fantastic time. And I, 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 I've just got to say this, but I didn't realize that's what the HNG stood for. Oh.